Blog Talk Radio. Shall we begin? And that was a song title on the switchboard. I said, oh, let's play that. And then, well, here we are. Uh, welcome to the <laughs> Thursday edition of, you know, like my Friday night, like, fuck around show that me and my buddies do. We play Chicken Fried, you know, the Zach Brown song, because it says cold beer on a Friday night, and I usually have one. Um, Absolutely love it. Yeah, and, like, we had other shit. But, um, yeah, that I had no idea. And I was like, oh, fuck, God damn it. My wife starts texting me. This is why I shouldn't have left that on. <laughs> the headphones on. You know, I knew I should have put the headphones in. Um, fuck, where? Oh. Um, but no, here we are. And uh, it's Angel Ember. Hey, Thursday night. We're going to have to rename the show soon because, well, it's, well, I don't know. We'll figure that out as we go. I'm here. Angel's there. You're where you are. Don't tug your dick listening to us. Well, um, you could if you want. Well, I mean, if, you know. yeah. Um, you could if you want. We don't put any restrictions here. No, but that is one of the things I wanted to make fun of tonight. Um, okay, so we have a bunch of topics. I've literally been, like, just in here writing shit down on post-it notes and sticking it to the fucking wall behind where I sit so I can actually look at them. Okay. I tried doing that, but my kids just came in and totally destroyed the office. So yeah. I got no notes <laughs> anywhere. I think I think they're in a baby diaper. Oh, sucks for you. All right. So uh, <laughs> if you want to join the show, remember, as the great Mike Francesa says, Listeners are great. If you want to join the show, you become part of the show. And if you don't bring it, we will. We do have a fucking sound effect as we hang up on you. Yep, we'll do that to you. Uh, 563-999-3488 is the number to call. Tweet us at WBIS Radio. On the Instagram, we're What's Brewing Show. And Facebook, we're What's Brewing or whatever the fuck it is. I don't know. Um, but that's that part of the bullshit. We got the NHL's plan to play, which isn't a what we're going to play. It's a plan to play. It, this is fucking the federal government at its best. The NFL Rules Committee met. We kind of knew that part of it was going to get shut down, especially at 4th and 15 shit, because when smart people start getting in a room and they're not the fucking Philadelphia Eagles, shit happens. Um the Major League Baseball, which I'm at the point where it's just bullshit. I'm so sick of fucking baseball. I'm so sick of the fucking players. I'm so sick of the fucking owners. Shut the fuck up already. So he says, wearing an Aaron Nola t-shirt. And wearing a Philly fanatic fucking headband because 
Bryce made those cool last year, and it was 190 degrees in one of the games I went to, and I said, well, fuck it. It's going to keep the sweat out of my hat. Um, well, it worked out perfectly for you. Dude, it's fucking badass, too. It's just a fanatic's eyes. It's awesome. Um, where do we want to start? I mean, hockey would be where I would start, but I could do two, I could do three hours on this. Uh, well, you know what? I, I say let's get the small stuff out of the way first. Uh, let's okay. talk about the NFL, the, the NFL rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they, I think they totally dropped the ball on the onside kick. I, I personally would like to have seen the fourth and fifteen from the twenty-five. Um, you eliminate doing an onside kick, which you know it's what what what's the success rate? Five percent. And you're giving the team an actual chance to get back in the game. I have one problem with the 4th and 15. Mm-hmm. I have watched many of New York Jet games in my life. I'm sorry. To learn. No, well, I live in New York. It happens. Well, I, once again, I, I'm sorry that you were forced to watch that. Yeah, well, you know, when your father-in-law is a Jets fan, you kind of have to win in Rome. Um, but I've seen many of Jet games where the third and forever becomes a pass interference call. Or, you know, a guy gets a hand on a helmet and on the quarterback's helmet and it's a new set of downs. Uh, I agree with not, I agree that it would be cool to see the fourth and 15. Where I dis, where I would like to see. If they were to actually use the thing that sits squarely on their shoulders, um, all penalties are five yards. For just that one series, or you're talking about for no, for if like if you're going for fourth and fourth and fifteen, nothing is an automatic first down. Every penalty so is a take, five-yard penalty. So we take away uh, roughing the passer. We take away. No, the, you're not taking. Uh, no. you, you don't take it right. You don't take it away. However, you don't give it the severity that it would normally have throughout the game. Yes. I don't know. Yeah. See, that that's. You know, uh, pass interference. You know, they they've proven that they weren't willing. It was just a joke last year when they tossed it up to. Hey, let's review it. It's it's a joke. You know, they they barely reviewed any of those uh overturned any of those obvious pass interferences that they were hoping to get out of the game last year when they tried Well, that's it. because Alberto uh, River runs a fucking clown shoe. Right. Um I agree with that as well. You know, he is a clown. Uh but you know, it's it's one of those catch 22s. I'd rather you know, if it's if it's a pass interference under five yards, let's just call it, call it defensive holding, and let's not give the first down like you were talking about. Maybe make that a five-yard repeat the down instead yeah. of the automatic first down that it normally is. But then you can't have two set of rules. So it's just really tough to kind of figure that part out. Yeah, you know, and if, I, it, if it's – I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I, I... – that's where this whole part of this, I, it, 
yes, my mine's just an idea, and it comes out to be just an idea, but it's not a terrible idea. They just would have to figure this shit out. You know, where... But, but, like, like, the flip I'm going to tell you right now is it would be great to try it. You know, implement it for one year. Let's see how it works out. And I think it's a lot like when the NHL went to the three-on-three format. A lot of people were totally against it. You know, a lot of the purists, just like you know, with baseball debating on the, the, the universal DH, you know, it's radical. You know, it's out there. And you're going to get a lot of purists say, no, you're ruining the game. What are you doing? And then it turns out to be so exciting. Like, how exciting is the three-on-three format in the NHL? You see pure skill, pure speed, great goaltending. Yeah. It's amazing what, you know, what that opened up. And if you are looking for new fanship, that's a good way to build that, by bringing something exciting into the game. Fourth and 15, do or die. You know, your success rate on that is probably somewhere in the 20 to 30% range. Yeah, which is still better than an onside kicks. You're right. Exactly. The other ones you brought up, like, I still have a huge problem, and I voiced this to guys in the PA, in the NHL for years. I, I Anybody that will listen to me that has anything to do with the NHL, I've said something to. We'll talk about that later, though. Um, because that's another whole other tangent that I have. It really legitimately, it's a fuck the players move, but whatever. Um, but yeah, no, I, I guess when you think about it, like it, it is a good idea. I kind of wish they would have just like went like the way the XFL did it, where it was just a normal one. You got to tell them you're doing it and blah, 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 blah. Then, hey, we're going to go for an onside kick. All right, now let's let the players line up as they normally would. But then that takes away from the strategy of the game. How how would it have worked out with New Orleans versus Indianapolis in the Super Bowl if Peyton announced he's going for an onside kick to begin the half? Oh, oh no, you're you're 100% right. Like, But, see, like, if you're going for the onside kick because you're down – Everybody in the world knows it's coming anyway. Like, I'm saying on those onside kicks, like, yeah, take out the XFL part of it because they won, they just didn't allow it. Um, because you had, like you said, you had to announce it. Um, where if, yeah, I don't know. Fucking hell. Of course, I take the headphones off and I get a fucking text. The heck did I turn them off on my Mac? Um, I just uh, there's a lot of parts of that that yeah I'm kind of okay with the fourth and fifteen I guess. Well, it's been tabled, so it's not an idea that's totally scrapped. Uh, like I said, I believe that there's a lot of good that can, that can come out of this. And listen, honestly, you know you want people to get involved and to be on the edge of their seat. Even a pass interference call gets people up. You know, it gets people, no, that wasn't a pass interference. Oh, pass interference, throw the flag. You know, it gets people engaged. It gets people, you know, excited. And it brings that juice to the sport. Enraged. 
or enraged like, in well, some cases. Well, well, like I said, enraged. Uh, if you're uh, playing against the Packers, well, huh? it was, uh, what was his name, Julius Rogers or Richard Rogers you know, for the Packers. Yeah, <laughs> that that's where enraged came out of. Or the Saints. But, uh, and... Exactly. So, you know, I like the fact that they talked about it. I would love to see it be brought in provisionary, just like you brought in, you know, the pass interference uh, on the review uh, from last year. Try it out. Mm-hmm. I don't think you have anything you, – you have nothing to lose. Yeah, the nothing one thing I didn't like, You can only though, use it twice, I think, right? You can only use yeah. it twice in a game. No, so it's not something that's part of every – Yeah, and the part of it I don't like is them shelving the eye in the sky to, yeah. to make referees accountable. To me, that right there just shows that the NFL doesn't care about, or certain people don't care about the game. You know that. Yeah, the sky judge. Yeah, that. that you know, you're looking for accountability. You're looking for. We talked about when we were talking, you know, before about integrity of sports. Uh, you know, when we talked about Pete Rose. You want to be like, you want to make sure that people know that games are on the up and up. You know, yeah. All the games that T- Tim Donahue refereed in in the NBA, you now put an asterisk next to it. And if you bet on those games and you lost, you got a legitimate gripe. Yeah. And here, here you got the the one with the with the Saints where, uh, which was the receiver? I forgot, I forgot his name, but he was totally molested. I mean, just totally molested, blown up. Well before the ball even got there, yeah, you know, it, it robbed the Saints of a chance to go to the Super Bowl. But see, I, I look at that this way with the Saints: you were winning that game the entire time the game was being played. You had a yeah. fucking brain fart. Like as much as I love Sean Payton, I think he's a hell of a football coach. And I still think the Giants should have, I don't know, kept him. Um. That is on him. Like, that's on the fact that that team, outside of one year where they were obviously uh, bending the rules when it came to Bounty Gate. But everybody did say that. And, and there's just the one thing I caught. Just like with, uh, you know, to a point, the Houston Astros, a lot of teams were, were using sign stealing. Sign stealing was going back how many generations Bounty um, mm-hmm. Gate was the same way. You know, maybe they did. They could have offered something other than money. You know, yeah. whatever it is. But people have been gunning for for mm-hmm. players since the beginning of, of uh, the sport. It is what it is. It, they just got caught. Yeah. Just like what happened with the Astros, they got caught. Yeah, it's like the Jets being a bunch of crybaby bitches when it came to the fact that they got in trouble for. Recording the Patriots sidelines, but when it happened to them, oh, the Patriots are doing this to us. Well, Sorry. That, that's man genius. No, that wasn't even man genius because he wanted nothing to do with that. That was um, somebody in their front office who was a bitch because the Patriots blew them the fuck out. Well, you know, I don't think that's going to happen. You know, in the near future. 
You never know. It's still the Jets. <laughs> Jared Stephens going to become the next MVP of the league. And Jared, I trust. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. Here comes all the bad fucking puns. Hey, the Patriots went to Jared. <laughs> I'm just preparing for it. Well, look um, it will really uh, blow my mind if the Patriots mm-hmm. have a better record than the Bucks this year. <laughs> that would blow me away. Just based off the Patriots' schedule this year, with even with having Brady, that was going to be tough because you have a lot of uh, co- intercoastal road trips. Uh, just based off of the schedule you're playing, and the it was it the NFC West, the AFC West. Yeah, that was no like ridiculously easy schedule they were playing anyway. So, yeah, good for them. It was going to be a tough <laughs> year anyway for them. Well, they're they still going to go. They still would have won twelve and four. True, but how would it be? Would it be so diabolical if? Belichick tanked, which I don't think he ever will. And they got Trevor no. Lawrence next year. <laughs> I can just see that. I, I still that, don't that, buy the Trevor Lawrence. Belichick move. I don't think Trevor Belichick. Lawrence is that good, though. <sighs> That's my problem with him. I don't think he's that fucking good. I, I, I would rather, if you're the Patriots, um... I don't know, make a call to Green Bay and go, uh, so what are you going to do with Aaron? But that's a story. That's, that's you know, a conspiracy for another day. Hey, uh, yeah. so I, I see you drafted Jordan Love. Um, what does that mean that Aaron's going to be doing in the next couple of years? You know, uh, we already had a the greatest quarterback of all time, but, uh, you know, uh, we kind of need a new one and, uh, we'll trade you a first round pick for, uh, Aaron. Yeah. I could see that happening. Is that Belichick Barry White just, or Bill Belichick? I was trying to be Bill Belichick, but I don't think it worked out that well. Is it, it's uh, kind of the same. Bill, Billy White. Yeah. It's, it's one in between there. Um, yeah, so I, you bring I, up a I great point. You know, it, they do have the so most salary couple, cap space next year too. You got a couple of really in. crazy options here. You can either go Aaron Rodgers. What would mm-hmm. it take? Here's another great name for you. And what's going on with Dak? Could Dak end up in New England? Dak Prescott so sucks. But you put him with Belichick. You know, the one thing that, that Dak Prescott will do, he takes care of the football. He doesn't turn it over. He's not a turnover machine. So you put him on that team with Belichick and Josh McDaniels. I see good things. You know, of what he doesn't there, have – they don't have the talent level. Like, look, let's, let's call a spade a spade here. They – Dak Prescott has never played with – Below par talent. Agreed. The year he did he, play with below par talent, they weren't good. 
you know, I'm not saying that Dak is a top ten quarterback. No, he's not. However, you know, top fifteen, top twenty in that range. Yeah, is that better than what they have? Quite possibly. Would it be? Would it be better if they got him rather than stay with Sitton? I don't know. Yeah, you know, Aaron Rodgers might be might, might might be too expensive to get next year. You know, and here's the other thing. Let's say this kid Love goes in there and shits the bed. You know, no, they're not gonna turn they're not gonna turn the team over to him in the first year or two, unless he becomes no. like Patrick Mahomes. But here's the thing, though: you draft a quarterback that high today, you're going to have to play the kid. And in that respect, they're going to have to play him. Like, they have no option against not playing him. Like, you have to play a first-round pick. Daniel Jones did, and he wasn't supposed to. Yeah. So, but that was a coach that was coaching for his job. I don't know if... Uh, who the fuck's coach up there now? I, I don't know if their coach in Green Bay is coaching for his job yet. He might be. When, I don't know no, if he is. He, they, they, you know, he had a great year last year. You know, he mm-hmm. took what to the NFC uh, Championship game, where I uh, think the Aaron, Niners are still running and without being touched. That is correct. I think I just saw a Niner run down the street just now. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that Mozart? Is he surfing? Yeah, he is. Um, yeah, it could be him. <laughs> he's from Jersey, I think. I think he's local. He might or... be. No, no, he's Florida, I think. I'm sorry. But, uh, yeah, listen, you know, if you draft a kid that high, but if he's not worth it, you know, if, yeah. he, if he just doesn't play good, like if he if uh, training camp comes by, he doesn't learn anything. You know, Jamarcus Russell was drafted number one overall. He never should have seen a field. No. You know, so same well, thing maybe, with, with Love here. You know, could, could maybe, Love, Love 2.0? He could be. Okay. Yeah. I, I think that's Hunt, one of those things where if he has a shitty – see, it's going to be hard to bait, to judge any of these kids this year because they're not going to have a preseason. And if they do, like, they don't have the offseason. So, if they're going to have anything, you know, it's going to have to be, like, what work can you see, can you tell what they're doing from study? And that's where some of these young young quarterbacks, can they understand, you know, the NFL game? Mm-hmm. And and that's where you know it comes into play, and you know not a lot of people like the physical skill set. They they love Jordan Love. Yeah. But the other stuff, you know, it's it's a question mark. Yeah, and I think that's with all these teams. Like on paper, the Bucks should be really good because of what they had last year, what they've added this year. But I'm not going to sit there and say the last year's Cleveland Browns because I knew last year's Cleveland Browns were going to suck. 
But there's a difference between the Cleveland Browns and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and that's Tom fucking Brady. Tom Brady was violating the, the, the rules about social distancing by going to the park to practice. Yeah. You know, well, no. The guy is insane. You know, he is insane. You know, he has a work ethic to put it in, and he will get the offense down. Um, right. He knows Gronk, and Gronk has a, you know, a year away from the game, so things could have changed as well for the best, for the good and the worst. Yeah. Um, but he has elite receivers. Uh, I'm really curious to see if Devontae Freeman signs with them. Devontae Freeman on that team as a 1-1-A, one, 1-B one one kind of uh, running back with them would be awesome as well. Um, yeah. You know, remember, they didn't totally gut that offense. They didn't bring in superstar here, superstar there, superstar here. You know, no, they, they had, had a lot of impact. Yeah, you know, a lot of it was already there. The, the question is, can that offensive line improve? And they threw money at the offensive line, just like the Giants did, just like um, – the Jets did. Those three teams. Not only three did they throw that, money at it, they threw draft capital at it. Exactly. Those those three teams, uh, out of all the teams out there, they did the most work on their offensive lines. Yeah. And it's really curious to see because that's one of the things where, you know, it's all about camaraderie, uh, camaraderie and, you know, pulling together and working the same way. And they can only get there by actually being around each other and getting the work in. And that's where the social distancing is going to come in. So if there's any type of glitches with Tom Brady, I think it's going to – and the Bucks, it's going to be with the offensive line. How do they gel? How do they grow? Because Tom, as great as Tom is, if you get somebody in, their fit, in his face, a la, you know, Giants, uh, Ravens did to him a couple of times, you get that pressure in his face, he can't move. No. But it's an exciting thing to happen. Yeah, you know, I'm curious to see how that – once again, I would love to see how that offensive line gels out. Um, I think the Giants, the Jets, and uh, the Bucks did a great job with building their offensive line. You know, curious to see how the Soldier's going to end up at left tackle. Will it be him or Thomas? Uh, but, you know, it, it's really cool to see how, you know, we see evolutions of some of these offenses because – I like Daniel Jones and what he could do. Is he a superstar? I don't think so. But I but like Eli Manning game. wasn't a Super Bowl and he won two super, wasn't a superstar and he won two Super Bowls. Exactly, and I can see us winning a Super Bowl with Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, so, especially as long know, as Saquon stays there and healthy. Exactly, and you know, I like Slayton. He came out of nowhere last year at wide receiver. Uh, Shepard's mm-hmm. a good wide receiver. Uh, Evan Ingram. So frustrating. Stinks. Absolutely. Stinks. You know, he he has the physical traits to be George Kittle, to be that number one tight end. He's just always hurt. Every year, the problem I is him on my that he's not. He, he he's got the worst ability in sports. It's the best availability. The best ability in sports is availability, and Eli the worst Manning. ability is no durability, and he's got them both. You know, Eli Manning, that's always been his great uh, his his calling card, his availability. Yeah. And you can't say the same thing about Ingram. I mean, I, no, I drafted him just – I want to say out of the four years in the league or five – is it four? Yeah, four years in the league. Four I drafted five, him yeah. on my fantasy team four times. 
every single year thinking that he's going to come out of nowhere. This is going to be the year, yeah. And it, yeah, it's so it, tantalizing. It, it, like, he'll put up four catches, 100 yards, and then he disappears for the rest of the year. Yeah. You know who he reminds me a lot of, and I hate to say this, because he was normally healthy. He just had just fucking rocks in his brain. He reminds me a lot of Jeremy Shockey. Oh. Where Shockey was better. Shockey he was better could have ever stayed on the field. You're talking, you know, like you're putting him in the same category with Gronk and Tony Gonzalez. Gronk's problem was he could never stay, or yeah, Shockey's best ability was never being on the field. Shockey had that ability. I, I want to go as far as a Tony Gonzalez Hall of Fame type of person. Oh, no, he um, would have. I, I wouldn't go that Let's far. Let's not forget, without, when, they, when that offense was humming in 2002, right, with Collins and everybody, you th- would have thought that Shockey was the second coming of fucking Mark Bavaro. Absolutely. One of my favorite Giants, man. Shockey... He can do it all. He can catch. He can run. Like, I loved it when he re- he was running people over. Mm-hmm. Just like Bavaro. Caught down a steam and ran it down your throat. And then he, could bl- uh, and he was an underappreciated blocker. I mean, Tiki's best years were with him. Um, yes. And then 2003, when it fell apart, I think he lost a lot of his um, confidence. Because when that whole thing went to shit in 04 or in 03 and they were firing Payton, they were, you know, they wound up firing Fossil and all that shit. You know, people forget that team was picked to go to the playoffs again. Yep. And fucking, and they got bit by the injury bug and that shit fucking team went right off the fucking rails. You know, it's amazing how a lot of ownership, they'll be very quick to let go of a whole coaching staff over, you know, one year, and that year being a heavily injury-depleted year. Well, let's not – let's also add into the fact that Fossil had the stink of the San Francisco playoff game on him. The you Super know, Bowl. They, they, the Super Bowl loss. So, yes, like, yeah, there, there was, there was shit there. I don't think that was enough to get rid of him, though. I thought Fossil was an okay coach. You know, I don't think he was anything special. Uh, Coughlin was definitely a better choice. I would have loved to see him instead of firing Peyton. You hit it before. I would like to see Sean Peyton get the job. Uh, what would it have been if he would have stayed? Um, yeah. Even John Fox I think John Fox was on that team as well And he went on to Carolina And did great things with Carolina, Carolina. You know, No, Fo- that- I think Foxy left In 02 Because Johnny Lynn right, was the I, I, um, I, I, DC then I was just kind of saying um, The coaching in that in that era In that, er- you know, in that time Oh frame. yeah, in that era, yeah Yeah, so those are the guys I would like to have seen get, you know, get that job. 
Um, I was never a huge fan of Fossil. Um, he was okay. I thought a lot of his offensive uh, scheming just got a little stale. And I, was, I don't know if that was all on Peyton or, you know, I know Fossil was in charge of a lot of that. Uh, but well, it, do, it, it also little... doesn't help that the Giants, you know, everybody makes the Giants out to be like they're this, like, grade-A organization in the NFL. Most people forget a lot of the years they are, you know, they were always like an 8-8 eight and eight team, a 7-9 and nine team, a 6-10 and 10 team. Like, they were never like the Patriots and Colts were throughout the 2000s. Like, they weren't one of those teams where every year you could say they're competing for a Super Bowl just because Ernie Corsi's a moron. Like, he, he made he had some bad drafts. And, and like, there was the William Joseph year. Remember that one? Right, but who did they get later on in the draft? They missed on Joseph, but that's when they got Usi. And I forgot who else they, they got. They got another starting player later. Because Usi was in the second or third round. And then they had a fifth-round pick that was a big starter. But I just can't forget. I can't remember his name. They missed on Joseph. Yeah. But the other two were, were starters on Super Bowl teams. So, yeah, you, you know what? No, I think Usi was you – know, was Usi Eli's year? Yes, but I, hold on. Let's try to pull it up. I know it was on Bleacher Report the the other day, and they were talking about um, that the '04 draft. Mm-hmm. And cause I think Linval was was it Linval or was it uh, what's his face? Anyway, William Joseph was uh, the, three. Okay. Then who else was in that draft from the Giants? Can you tell? I think OC was the second round pick that year. All right, and then there's another one on in the fourth uh, in the fifth round. Maybe Willie P or Willie Allen. No. All right, hold on here. Lucy was, was I the think second round. One of pick. those years wasn't David Deal. David Deal was the fifth round pick. So you got two starters. Yeah. Two, you know, contributing factors on multiple uh, Super Bowl teams, and oh, you got David Tyree in the sixth round. So they had a good draft. Vicente Shanko was never a star tight end, but he was a solid, you know, number two tight end. You know. He, he was Who a, had a good a, career a, outside of the Giants. Yeah. So, you know, they had good draft picks. They just dropped the ball on number one. Yeah, it was just but their big ones said, were, were swifts. And, and and don't forget, 04, they traded the first and the second to move up three spots to get for Eli, where... Which turned I, out to be Sean Merriman. Yeah. Yeah, and they gave away Merriman because of that. Right, because that that was the next that was that next pick. Yeah, but the question is, is if you keep Philly Riv, who had a great career, who had a great career, 
And then you're able to draft Merriman. Once again, you don't know because you don't know if the Giants were in that spot what they would be looking for. Because yeah. it wasn't like Sean Merriman was the number one, you can't miss this, this prospect. No, that's true. So, in hindsight, you can't say if we would have kept that pick. Uh, but well, for Schitt's and Giggles, yeah. if, if, you kept, if you kept them and you got Rivers and you got Merriman, what would you have become? Maybe the same thing that the Chargers were. Because the Chargers were always a good team in that time frame, that the Giants were a good team. But see, they just couldn't get over the hump. But, see, like I look at those Chargers teams as they had the Patriots at the height of the dynasty. They had the Colts at the height of their dynasty. Like, it wasn't easy to come out of the AFC. You had the Steelers that were good. Ravens. Yeah, the Ravens were. They had that dominant defense that they knocked off a lot of people in the playoffs. Like, that's – let's see. It's a curious argument, though. You know, it's – Yeah, it's one of those things, like – it's kind of like, do we downplay how good the the Knicks were in the early 90s because they never got over the hump, but the hump was Michael Jordan? Oh, that's a big hump. <laughs> like is – no, like, but if you think about it, like, the Knicks of the late 80s, early 90s had to go through Boston early, Detroit, then the Bulls. All right, so just kind of go go back here on this. The 05, 05 Giants. So we're going to substitute mm-hmm. Eli with Phillip Rivers. Okay, so you got Rivers, you got Tiki, Burris, Toomer, Shockey. Mm-hmm. All right, so we don't have to go through everything. Defensively, so defensively, It depends on what you're looking at in terms of Sean Merriman, because you had Strahan on that team, you had Usi on that team. So were you looking for Entel? Uh I know he was listed as a linebacker, but remember, he was a rushing linebacker. He was an outside linebacker. Yeah. Uh, the linebackers really sucked outside of Antonio Pierce. It's an interesting thing, uh, because if you're asking Merriman to play, you know, coverage, then, yeah, no, not really. You ask him to rush the passer – it's very interesting to have mix him in with Usi and Strahan and have all three of them rushing at the same time. That would that would have been fun. Mm-hmm. Which which in the yeah. end they wound up doing because they they drafted uh, Kiwanuka a couple years later. I think Tuck was the next year. I think it was oh six Tuck. Or Tuck was oh five. Was he oh five? Mm-hmm. Maybe he was. It, it, yeah, but like you look at it, like at that point they were bringing in Spags. Yeah, they were. They were getting that identity on defense, and I, I'm of the belief that you can never have enough defensive front seven help. You know, if you can keep a guy on the field for you know two plays, sit him two plays, but you got somebody just as good coming off the bench. He, you know, what made LT a great player was his LT played all fucking 
every play of every game. If you can keep guys fresh, you might as well have fucking Lawrence Taylor out there. Like I said, it would have been fun to, to kind of have – because Tuck was coming off the bench. So, yeah, you got – but, see, if you had that, if you had Tuck and Strahan and Yumanura, is it overkill to go after Sean Merriman? No, because, again, you can never have enough of those guys. And Strahan was because, towards the end of his career. Yeah, and, and you could have kept Strahan fresher longer if he didn't have to play every down. You know, like that that 06 team that made the playoffs, you know, maybe they went around because everybody is fresher. It, it's definitely a good debate to have. But then the, the, the question is, could Philip Rivers have handled New York the way Eli did? Could Philip Rivers have put up with the strong personalities on that team? Remember, Tiki was ripping them. Shockey was ripping them. But, that, Eli but you got to remember, course. Shockey was ripping Eli because Shockey wasn't getting the ball. Philip Rivers would have been a Philip Rivers could make the throws that Eli couldn't couldn't make. I, I don't think any I, I don't think anybody can sit there and think like Eli was a strong armed quarterback. He never was. He can't make all the throws. It's one of the reasons why as much as I love the fact that they drafted Saquon Barkley, I was like you're basically cutting him off because Eli can't throw that swing route. That Saquon was so special at at Penn State. Like, or, or even you saw it with Jones. Jones can throw that swing. You know, you want the swing. You want the quick outs. Eli can't throw down the middle of the field to save his life. Any throw outside the numbers, Eli can make. But he could get guys killed over the middle. Both Mannings could. Payton wasn't really great at it either. I mean, look what Peyton no, did threw, to fucking West Welker. He threw ducks. He turned him into the great kazoo. Yeah, Eli and Peyton, well, Peyton more so, threw a lot of ducks. But Peyton was so smart, you know, he was giving his, his receivers an opportunity to catch those ducks. Like, he anticipated the routes better than just about anybody I've ever seen. You know, and I, I've always wondered this. Was Eli a guy who, like you've seen on Tom versus Time, where Tom takes his receivers up to Montana and spends a week with them, and and all they do is run routes, and it causes him and Edelman to yell at each other, which is the cutest thing I've ever seen. Um, They are the most romantic uh, benefits I've ever seen. Oh, my God, yeah. And it's cute, though, but it's okay. And, like, like he has that scruffy little Ewok look, too, when he has his beard out. Yeah. My wife. Loves anyway, uh, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put my man Wood away. Uh, continue. Okay. Because on this show we have something that further um, tells you how much that I may or may not have liked Danny Woodhead at one time. 
my Danny Woodhead is raging. Without sports saying I love Woodhead would sound pretty gay. Yep, see? Love Danny Woodhead. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. Or, from our good buddies, Toucher and Rich, up on 98.5 Sports Hub, we have this. Hey, and don't forget, of course... About Danny Woodhead and Wes Welker. You know? Touchdown, Danny Woodhead. A big hand for Welker coming at Tom Brady to Julian Edelman. <laughs> Danny Woodhead. <laughs> Wes Welker. <laughs> Julian Edelman, first down, Patriots. Listen, wait, back home, kid. I have good. a feeling that you might have just really started good. something. Like the Smurfs from the 80s, Dolphin, uh, Duper, and Clayton. You might have just started something. I may or may not at home have a, or had a Chipmunks package shirt. I thought you were going to say you may or may not have a Chipmunk Woody right now. No. I did, though, have a, one of the, one of the um, you know, bootleg t-shirt makers up in Massachusetts um, did make chipmunk package shirts with Woodhead, Elm, and Welker's face on Alvin Simon and Theodore. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. You need to post that. I don't have it anymore. Then you don't post it anymore. When Welker left the Patriots, you- I was hurt. Um... Did you cry? All right, moving on from the NFL, because <laughs> we spent way more time on that than I thought we would. <laughs> um, the NBA's plan is going to include Disney World. Disney World's opening on July 11th. Disney's one of the NBA's biggest partners. If you didn't see this coming, you're an idiot. I got nothing else with that. But it makes total sense, though. Oh, absolutely. Makes you know, it, and, you know, I think the NBA just had, like, the perfect situation. You know, they they can go ahead. They have the facilities there. You mm-hmm. know, all the stuff to broadcast is there. It's the perfect situation for the NBA. You know, I would love to see how, um, you know, kind of, I'm going to throw, throw a little curveball here because, you know, we're talking about the reopening of of the NBA, and what's going through my head is the the uh, the MLB stuff, because yeah. you have to have the union si- sign off on all this stuff. Um, what was the agreement? Because I don't know if there was an official agreement uh, made with the players association with the NBA yet on this, uh, but I know they have to sign off. I think the NHL has to sign off as well. That's why it's only called a proposal. Um, where are we? We'll get to the are, are you aware? I've learned stuff in the last two hours. So, the M- you got to figure, figure the NBA Players Association isn't as strong as baseballs. All right, like they're going to do whatever LeBron says to do. So they're going to sign off on it, especially because they want to get. 
you know, like their proposal gets guys like Zion into it so that you have your youngest, you have your young talent there, um, which is a good move on their part. Unlike last week when I, I'm still, granted, Buffalo doesn't belong there, but I would really like to see Jack Eichel in this tournament. Um, I think the NBA, here's the thing, like, when it comes down to it, with all these leagues, is yes, they have plans. The NHL is the first to have its plan to resume. The players are behind it. The NHL's problem is, we'll talk about it in a little bit, the NBA has, I believe, a conference call and a vote on Friday. Tomorrow? Yeah. Well, I'm thinking about it as when I saw it on Wednesday. Um, they have one tomorrow with the Board of Governors. Adam Silver is going to lay out his thoughts and his plans. The good thing is for them is they're going to a place that is completely open. So, they don't – Disney's going to be reopened by July 11th. You know, I keep giving these that, dates of the two weeks and the quarantines and all this shit. That's six weeks away. Right, so they got to roll with the students so that way they can have their little mini camp. See, I, I've said this. In the past. Just take a calendar. If you say, Monday, we're reopening. You're giving players two weeks to get where they have to be. Right? Monday's June 1st. So, by June 15th, everybody is where they're supposed to be. You can start your mini camps, especially if, you know, the towns are open and they allow the, you know, the professional sports, the government allow the professional leagues to open their facilities back up. Because I know Boston's one of the places, Massachusetts is a state that has yet to give the green light for the Auerbach Center and the Warrior Ice Arena to reopen and Gillette Stadium to reopen for stuff like that. So as long as you have where they can get in there by June 15th, June 22nd, somewhere in that date range, you have a two-week training camp. You let teams play exhibition games and do whatever so that you can test out what you're doing. I can't see why July 4th you can't say, all right, we're going, let's go. But see, I, I think by letting them practice at home, I think that's kind of defeats the purpose of there a little bit. You know, if if we're going to do Disney, guys, you got two weeks to get your affairs in order, report to Disney in two weeks. We're doing train camp, train camp down there. Um, yeah. We're gonna and go from there. You know, by having them do it in Boston or you know wherever it's still you know under a quarantine. Of, I, I don't know if I agree with that because then you're going to wait for everybody. And then it's totally going to screw up your time plan. A time well, lapse. see, this is the yeah. problem. Uh, until 
Ron DeSantis says, okay, everybody come to Florida, and if you're coming from the Northeast, you don't have to wait the two-week quarantine because that's the problem. That's why all these leagues are pushing back as far as they can. That's why Disney's not opening until July 11th. They are hoping that by July 11th, Ron DeSantis says, look, the quarantine, the mandatory two-week quarantine is over down here. I don't know if he can say that. I don't know if he's going to say that. Yeah. Well, I don't think he could because, you know, while you still have this going on in you know, the country, by allowing people to come in for wherever they're coming from in the United States, you know, mm-hmm. you, got, you still got cases coming up in New York and New Jersey. You got, you know, you still got stuff coming out from, you know, all these other states. You can't just let people in. You got to let them in, do the two-week quarantine, and listen, you know, let's work it out. Hey, you know, you got a week to get there. You're going to do a two-week quarantine. You know, in that time frame, we're going to do virtual learning, and then and then we're going to, you know, go over to uh, have our mini camp. Maybe that's the way to go, you know. But, uh, yeah, to Maybe. wait for the Santas to say, hey, let's, you know, lift the two-week quarantine, I don't know if that's a smart move, you know, especially for a health factor. You know, and I'm not one that is fully – you know, doom and gloom about this virus, yeah. but there's some sense of, there's a, there's some sensibility that has to come through, and that sensibility is hey, there's potential for us to still be around. Let's play it safe. Let's get the teams in. Let's get them quarantined. Do your virtual stuff. Go over your plays. Go over your coaching. Maybe you know work out. You know, do some light workouts here and there, and then go into a mini camp, and then from mini camp. Let's break it down to game time. Well, and here's the problem, though. You have teams like where, like, the Miami Heat are allowed to go into their facility, right? Right. Florida's been open for, I don't know, three weeks now. Their beaches have been open since, what, before Mother's Day? Florida hasn't seen a spike, right? The liberal media... And all the fucking waterheads on fucking Facebook. Oh, my God, they're going to open the beaches and every place is going to have a fuck. There's going to be a spike. Oh, there hasn't been a spike. So, you don't know shit. And Chris Cuomo, I still don't believe, had the coronavirus. As much as his brother wants to say he did. He didn't. Because he's a fucking liar. I'm sure he he did. Because he even saw a lot of guys. Never yeah, had a lot of guys over there. That's true. Fredo never had. So, okay. Fuck Fredo. It could um, you know, I'm smart. I'm smart. I'll show you. I'm gonna get this virus. No. I believe. Uh, listen, see, I, I think the biggest thing that the the leagues are have to do is in the NHL. And this is where we can move into the NHL part is because they already have the plan. It's public. Um, they both the, the PA and the league have both agreed on the framework of what it's going to look like for full agreement on to playing this. They are going to have to give the players a complete 
this is what's going to happen. This is how um, medical is going to be handled. You know, when you're going through your training camp now, players are going to be tested twice a week, and they are going to be checked for symptoms daily. Okay? So that's one part of this. Two is when they start playing games, every player will be checked before the game and after the game. Hopefully they're not all shoving shit up their nose. Hopefully they're using the Rucker spit test. Um, now, wait, way to go, Rutgers! You finally did something with spitting, other than no, giving everybody. A- before you continue, before you continue yeah. here, I just have to say one thing. Um, uh-huh. You fucked up my mind last week, and what? well, I'm going to tell you in a second. <laughs> and it really did blow my mind when we when we had this conversation last week. Um, and you opened my mind on a lot of things. And as much as I hated the bastard, you are probably correct where Gary Bettman is, you know, probably one of the best commissioners out there. And yeah. the fact that he, he has a no-nonsense, amazing union head in Donna Fear on mm-hmm. the opposite side of him. Yeah. Like you you see that in this in this process here because you see how meticulously laid out it is. The only thing they don't have set up is where is it going to be. Okay, so it's it, it's meticulous in how it how it is, and you just like I said, you converted me from a <laughs> hater. To oh a no, I still hate Gary Bettman. I, I still think he's a piece of shit, but. I'm going to give credit where credit's due, and Gary deserves a lot you can't, of credit. You can't, you can't deny it. As much no. as you know, us as fans want to deny it, just like it's you know, with baseball, you know, with people that know Donald Fear, you know, they blame him for the strike in '94. Mm-hmm. You know, but he protect, you know, he protected that union. He protected the the, the HLPA, and you know, what? Yeah. you can see what a good working relationship looks like. I, I don't think they, they like each other, but I think there's a respect and there's trust there, which isn't is in baseball, which we'll get into later. Uh, I, I've had former trust. players, and not just the one that was on the show a couple of weeks ago. I've had former players tell me that if Donald Fear was the player rep or was the head of the union in 2004 – there was never going to be a lost season. Donald Fear gets sports. He completely understands that shutting down the sport the way it was done to ultimately, in the end, sign for the same fucking contract you turned down the year before was complete and total bullshit. I totally agree. And, and he would have never, uh, he would have never agreed to the escrow. Escrow in, in players' minds, and 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 <laughs> I've talked to him about it. That that's the worst idea ever. But in the it's it's a terrible idea. But it also forces teams to spend to a minimum. And that's what baseball can't, won't do. Um, and we'll get, but, into, we'll get into that. Yeah, one. we'll get into baseball because but that's a whole other thing. 
continue your uh, before I interrupt okay. you. And July eleventh. <laughs> the date of July eleventh uh, gives Canada more time to, or gives the NHL more time to work on the Canadian government to take down this mandatory fourteen day quarantine. Um, Canada obviously wants, and the NHL wants to host, to make one of these hub cities in Canada. Um, I have thoughts on the hub cities, but we'll get into that. So that's what they want to do. They they really want to give Canada as much time as possible. That's why they're giving them six weeks to figure shit out. Um, Elliot Freeman um, reported earlier that the NHL has informed the Players Association and all players that training camps will not begin before July 10th. Okay, so that's that's where that July 10th, July 11th thing comes from. Uh, July 11th is Saturday. Um, okay. Uh, let's see. Just trying. To, oh, Gary Bettman, according to N- uh, NRD. Um, who is a very good hockey mind who gets a lot of shit right, more than that idiot fucking Eklund. Um, Gary Bettman's preference is from from now going forward for the NHL season to start late December, early January and make the Winter Classic the first game of the year played so that he can have a Daytona 500-like start to the season. Now that is only for next year, not for years. No, yeah, not for following years, right? No, they'll, they'll be back to really. No, Gary Bettman, if it was up to him, would not start the NHL season until January first. And run an eighty-two game schedule. Run an eighty-two game schedule, end in August or September every year. And then go head to head with uh, the NH- I mean, with the World Series. No, he'd be done before the World Series. So play on starting season, in August. No, have the season finish um, by mid-September. Have the draft in October, training camps in mid-November. Season starts January 1st. And once again, that's kind of the same thing that the NBA wants to do as well. So I don't think they want to yes. do a full 82. But yes, they, want to, they both want to start around. then because they want to keep away from college. NHL wants to keep away from college football and, and the NFL. The NHL already plays a very limited schedule on Sundays, um, a very heavy schedule on Saturdays. They feel that if they could start around January 1st, run the regular season until the end of June, July, August, be the playoffs. Draft in September, free agency, draft and free agency around September 15th, um, start training camps a week or two before Thanksgiving. Okay, so... NFL ends in February, so yep. you really only have four weeks to really compete. Well, actually, no, because that's 
Saturday and Sunday. Nope. Remember, they they have yep. the Saturday Sunday game. Yeah, but there's only two. There's only two games. And how hard is it for them to compete against those now? Right. They're competing against them now. It's just that if you could say, all right, the league year is going to start January 1st. You think about it. Every time they've had a strike this season just then, like when they've had the strike and the lockout, and they fit in the 48-54 game schedules, season still ended in mid-June. They just compressed everything. If you can start the season, play 82, end in June, and play July and August, which, by the way, if you're going to do that, you're forgetting the fact that the the team that won the Pacific Division for the second time in three years is going to have the shittiest ice possible. Yeah. Or the T-Mobile Arena's got the – actually, I've heard from players it's got the best ice in the league. It's got the best ice in, North, in, in this country. Kudos to the fucking Bill Daly for putting in that kind of money to keep ice in the fucking desert. Because the ice in the Stanley Cup final wasn't shit. It was <sighs> definitely better than most places would be because it's a dry heat. Um, exactly. But that's the thing. Um, I do have one problem with these brackets. I, okay. I like the 2014 thing. I feel terrible that the Boston, that the Buffalo Sabres are not making it because Jack Eichel should be seen by the entire country. He's that good of a hockey player. Agreed. But on no planet, and I heard, I know it's Dana Char said today, you know, with the world, with the way we are and everything that happened, blah, 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 blah. Regardless of that, no way on human possible. No way humanly Louis Blues not be one and two in their conferences. No fucking way. I don't care. There's no fucking way. The teams that won the division should be one, two, one, two. Let the other teams play fucking three and four. Fuck them. But there's no reason why Boston, who won the fucking President's Trophy, and St. Louis, who won the fucking West, should ever be playing for their seed where they could wind up in the four spot. No fucking chance. All these teams are afraid of playing Patrick Kane in the three-game series, but then they're like, ah, fuck Boston and St. Louis. And I will tell you this until the fucking cows come home. If the Toronto Maple Leafs were the President's Trophy winners this year, we wouldn't even be talking about hockey starting when they announced that the season was canceled, all you would have heard was, we are using the, the rule that is in the current league bylaws that state, in case of a season being canceled, the Stanley Cup will be awarded to the President's Trophy winner. Um, oh, look, it's fucking Toronto. You can't fucking <laughs> tell me any different. Fuck so, Toronto. Okay. I agree Sorry. with you. I think the I think the regular season you need to put a little bit more meat on. Join the Stephon Bennett. You got to give them a little bit more meat, and maybe maybe just give them a pass in terms of that. But then once again, how do you get your conditioning in? You know, you, can, you just can't quit. You know, they have to play the, the, these. Uh, Why not play the games? games? And here's the way, or 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 say one two one two. That's how it's going to be. You're going to be the top four seeds. 
Okay, now we'll go by. Okay, so Boston won the President's Trophy. Okay, here they are. Right? The two is um, Washington, right? Because they led the Metropolitan Division, right? Okay, so now you have uh, Philly and Tampa. Tampa had, for argument's sake, I don't know, I'm not looking at them, 94 points. Philly had 86. Tampa's three, Philly's four. And in the West, St. Louis is one, Vegas is two, Edmonton's four, and I guess it's whoever the fuck, Winnipeg, Colorado's three. That's how you do it. Uh, you know, now, let them I, play in a round robin game. Let them, call, let them consider those games to be fucking exhibition games. I was just going to say that. I, I, was, I was say regardless of 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 a loss, I think the two top teams. Not I don't. I want to go as far as four. The two top teams, Boston, St. Louis. You earned the right to be a number one seed. You are the number one seed. Your games, while they count, they will not drop you out of that number one seed. Okay. So whoever you play. It's actual game stats. It's actual game action. You know, mm-hmm. it's just a different use for you. Um, I'm okay with saying yeah. that. You, you two top teams, you're it. You earned it. Everybody else is playing for the seeding. When we're done with the, with the qualifiers, then we go from there. Um, I'm okay with that. I, I think by putting the, the top four teams, then you got people saying, well, you know, my point percentage was just slightly more than yours, and I need – yeah, I deserve this more. This kind of eliminates that. Two top teams. We'll see. You guys did the best. You guys won, quote unquote, the President's Trophy in each league. You're it. Well, all right. Let's, so let's let's just look at it this way. Bruins have 100 points. Tampa Bay's got 92. They both played 70 games. Fine, done. Right. The yep. Lightning have 43 regulate. Uh, 43 wins. Fucking hell. Why don't they just give you regulation wins? Why Why the fuck can't they just do that on fucking Google? Fucking cocks. Right, relax. Me, uh, you know, we're censoring, uh, we're censoring social media now, so relax. George is definitely upset! Um, let's see. Schedule. Standings. All right, here you go. Oh, look at that. The NHL is nice, and they're giving us points percentages now. So, Boston, 714 is their points percentage. Tampa Bay, 657. Washington, 652. The Flyers are 645. That's how you do it. One, two, three, four. That's just how you do it. You go to regulation wins. Even, even if Washington and Tampa... If Washington and Philly were a game behind, right? They they both played 69, giggity. Right? Washington has 31 regulation win, um, regulation wins, or 37 regulation overtime wins. Okay, let's go. Tampa Bay's got 41. They're not catching them. The Flyers, they could catch Washington. So, you know what? Fuck them. Let them do that. On the west side of things, it's the same. It's St. Louis, Colorado, Vegas, Dallas. Okay. 
Vegas is 36 regulation overtime wins. They played 71 games. St. Louis has played 71 okay. games. They have 94 points. Colorado's got 92. Colorado could tie St. Louis. And then, and then it'd almost be a dead heat because if they won in regulation, then they're tied. Vegas, nobody's touching them. Dallas, they have 82 points. And they have two games in hand on Vegas. Who cares? Like, it, it doesn't matter because they wouldn't have as many uh, regulation overtime wins. Um, other than that, who cares? Like, in the fact that, like, you moved hell and high water to get the fucking Montreal Canadiens into this and to get the Blackhawks into this, I would just went 1 through 24 in the league and said, okay, let's go. Go 1 through 24. You know, that, that's one of the things that you got to kind of take into account here where, listen, you know, we're giving you something. We're giving you something that makes sense. Sort of. Is, is it perfectly fair? No. No. However, you know, it, it's something that can actually work. So it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Let's try it out and let's go from there. And we don't have to put too much crazy thought into this. No. You know, kind of pump the brakes a little bit. You know, we don't have to go crazy. You know, this is what makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. and the good thing is, I heard, I heard Lou Lamarillo was talking yesterday, and okay. what the one thing that Lou said that kind of rung true to me was, hey, you know, the one thing about this plan, it's not perfect for any team. You know, there's, there's a lot of things in this plan that teams yeah. don't like. But that's okay but, because but it's something. It's a compromise. It's a compromise, and we're going to have an opportunity to win a Stanley Cup. And you know what? To have the opportunity to play, the format makes sense, and that that's that's one thing that you want to make sure you have is a format that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And since you have that here, let's not be crazy. Let's not be whiny. Let's play hockey. Let's get the hits yeah. going. Let's start light, lighting the lamp. You know, let's start, you know, going glove side. You know, let's get this going. You know, let's get it. Let's get it juiced, man. You know, I'm right. sitting here crying about, oh, well, you know, I have a percentage point difference and I can win the division. Yeah, I kind of think the percentage but, points are stupid. Yes. Mike, so you have the here's option, the way I look at it. Yeah, the option. If you're, if you're going to guarantee the top eight teams three games, right, why don't you just get everybody to 72 games? Because no, that would be nobody's played more than 72, 71 right now, right? Nobody's played less than 68, right? If you guarantee everybody three games, if you're at 71 already, they're exhibition games. If they're not, at, if you're not at once you get to 71 games. Then, then you're they're locked in. If you were to look at the top 16, 10 of the teams in the top 16 are from the East. Well, why? Because the West has been absolute dog shit this year. Like to the point where you have a, you have a division with seven teams in it in the, in the Central. All seven teams are getting in because the bottom – Feeders of the league suck. 
Like the bottom feeders absolutely suck. Like Anaheim, Los Angeles, San Jose. They all suck. They don't belong there. Buffalo doesn't belong there. I think if you give them two games, the Devils may edge out Montreal. They don't they belong, don't belong there. there. Detroit doesn't belong there. I mean, fuck, Detroit beat Montreal four times. That's a 25% of their wins this year. Montreal's in because you had to put them in. Fucking Ottawa doesn't belong there. Buffalo, once again, Buffalo has two games in hand on Montreal. Do they belong there? I think they belong there more than Montreal does. It's a shame. Yeah. You know, once again, you talk about Jack Eichel. You want to see the best play. Yeah. That's and what the playoffs you, you want to see. And that's what you want to see. That's what every fan wants to see. You know, what if mm-hmm. we're talking about Connor McDavid be on the outside looking in? They, they, oh, they move hell in high water to take yes. Connor in. Yep. And Eichel's not getting this love. No, and, and, and again, the sad it, part was <laughs> the sad part is I was listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider on uh, Fox Sports Las Vegas before because I know they're doing something out there um, tonight at ten because they purchased the San Antonio I think they're San Antonio Rampage of the AHL and they're moving them to Henderson so they own their own they own their own AHL team. Um, okay. And that's at 10 tonight, so I wanted to see. I didn't know it was at 10. I thought it was earlier, so I just wanted to see because, you know, Chance had posted something with the team name, and he wasn't giving it away, and he just had Henderson blankety blanks on his shirt, which I thought was funny. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that's what I was listening to. it, and, and, they were, and the sad part was you legitimately must have been listening to it because you just said word for word what they said. I word did not listen, I did not. word that you said the same, like exactly what they said about Eichel. How Eichel never gets any love, and that's because he plays in Buffalo and he's not a Canadian and he doesn't play in Canada. But like the hockey media in Canada and the baseball media here think that they run the sport, so they're gonna they gush over fucking Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid. But Jack Eichel's an afterthought because he went one went to BU. He didn't play major junior Canadian hockey, so they didn't get to suck his dick when he was fourteen. Um, but like you look at like just this whole thing is Colorado getting McKinnon back because Vegas is getting Stone and Pacioretty back. Well, what what Lamarill said yesterday, he said mm-hmm. it's. Everybody's good now for him. So everybody that they lost for the season will be eligible to play. And they were talking about the goalie in, in uh, uh, Kazakhstan. They might be allowed to bring him in as well out of yeah. Russia and bring him in to, to, to play. So it's, it's really interesting on how – well, first off, this layoff was good for a lot of teams. You know, Islanders are at 100% now. I'd be curious on what they can do because remember, for the first part of the year, they were barnstormers. You yeah. know, you could you, you could have honestly said that them and Boston was the cream of the East. You know, they were that good and they played that well. 
and then yeah. they fell off the cliff because of injuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, you got that team coming at full strength with a possible addition. You know, I forgot the name of the kid, the goalie out there, but he's supposed to be as good as Sturkin from the Rangers. So he, yeah. you're getting that that big of an upgrade in goal. And and let's also not forget, this is the time of the year, like you know, where uh, Tory Krug came out of, and uh, Charlie McAvoy came out of, and Ken Dryden. Yeah, like you're at the end of guys' college careers, where the college free agents are allowed to sign letters of intent because the NHL is not allowing for contracts to be signed. And, you know, that that's becomes an interesting point because Vegas just signed this, like, defenseman that was, like, all NCAA this year. These kids that usually come from college are already spent because they've already played a full season, you know, that they're not used to and they're getting to the, you know, the playoffs and they're trying to get acclimated. Now, if you're giving guys a two-week training camp, three exhibition games, um, you know, the first round of the playoffs, what's to say that, you know, this, I forget the kid's name in Vegas, but what's to say that he doesn't tear shit up and solidify a back end that needs solidification? Like, they're top, I'd say they're top 11 are set. Pete DeBoer is going to have... Pete DeBoer right now, I don't want to be him. Because he's never coached a healthy Golden Knights team and still took a Golden Knights team that was floundering when he got hired, like, mid-January. Turn that shit around. They were the... I know you're going to say the Rangers were the hottest team in the league, but they were the hottest team in the Western Conference going into... Quarantine 2020. They were kicking ass and taking names. The only team they couldn't beat was fucking the Kings. You know what the funny thing is? It was amazing. Um, you're going to have teams out there that are totally different than what they were in the regular season. So right. you play the team a certain style, and you beat them four, at, four out of five, four out of four, mm-hmm. three out of four, whatever it was. It's going to be totally different you know, when you see them in the playoffs. You're going to have people healthy. You're going to have people that weren't on a team before that didn't come in from a trade, but, you know, they came in, you know, from college or they come in from uh, the KHL. You're going to – it's going to be fun. I think that amount of intrigue is why they expanded it to 24 games – I mean, 24 teams. Yeah. You know, because I, I think that, that that was one of the reasons why, besides sucking uh, Toronto's dick. Um, yeah. That that's one of the reasons why that they this is, you know, one of those you know because the Rangers were one of the hottest teams in the league. Um, yeah. Then came the car accidents with with Buchnevich and uh, Sisterkin, but now you got Sisterkin back. You got mm-hmm. you know Buchnevich. You know the Rangers are very healthy. They signed a couple of guys out of college already. You know it. That's another thing that hey, be careful because now. They already had that, that time to gel in the regular season. And they were dangerous with Panarin and all that. Now, what can they do in the second part? They would be a team that scares me. And I, if, I was, if I was Carolina and I knew who, that, who I was going to play, you know, face, I'd be scared too. Mm-hmm. I mean, let, let's fair. look at this. <laughs> uh, Pete DeBoer 
has ne- like I said, he's never had the Vegas Golden Knights fully healthy, right? Yeah. Um, as of May 27, 2020, which was yesterday, right? At uh, 10.37 a.m. A. Uh, Pacific time, the Vegas Golden Knights issued that all players are expected to be healthy when the season resumes. Amazing. What a great problem to have. So what now, a great problem. Now, if you look at Pete DeBoer, who, like I said, has never – Never, <laughs> never had a full can you, team. Can, can you repeat that? I didn't hear you. Never. Here, their last game that they played against Edmonton, where they beat them, right? It's game 71. Marcia Zostasny and Smith, Pacioretty, Carlson, and Wah, and uh, Derek Roy. They lost Pacioretty in that game. Carrier Cousins, Peary, John Merrill, Nosek, and Reeves were your, was your fourth line. The scratches were England, Tuck, Stone, and, Chan- and Chandler Stevenson. I don't want to have to. I, it's a great problem to have if you're Pete DeBoer, but I don't want to make up those lines. Who do you take out? Tom Merrill. I mean, Tuck sucks. <laughs> Tuck sucks. Yeah. Stone will move back in. Stevenson will be fine. And legitimately... Your defensive pairings, you may not even need um, the kid that came over, came out of college because your defensive pairs have been have been stout. Plus, you're going to add five extra players to the. I was just going to say that teams are going to you're going to increase the thirty men. Yeah, it's twenty eight, so it's five extra. So now you're going to have. There you go, Vegas at four scratches plus him. Oh, and and scratch um, Robin Leonard because the Flower played that game. So there, there's your five. What a what a great tough, problem! What a great problem to have. Everybody with the Bruins is healthy. Uh, St. Louis may get Feder Tanko back. You know, how many nobody is where nobody knows well, anything about Nate McKinnon. You know, how great is this where we always gush at the level of play these guys have had after 82 grueling games mm-hmm. to then go through, you know, four rounds of the playoffs and just have, like, I would love to see how, how they would look fresh instead of coming off a grueling 82-game series. Can you, can you imagine that, how, how great and the amount of skill – that's going to be on display. Mm-hmm. I can't. And now McKinnon. I think. Now let's not I forget McKinnon. Definitely back. one of the sports I, I'm dying to see come back is hockey because just for that same reason, the skill, the health, you know, mm-hmm. the freshness of the players. Can't wait. Injure um, the freshness level, yes. But, I mean, you really think about it. This is legitimately a summer rest for most of these guys. Yep. Because it it, it, it legitimately has turned into, like, no matter what they do, like, let's say they do start July, 1st, July 11th, or no, it'd have to start, like, August 1st. 
now you're playing into October almost. If you start August 1st, you'd almost have to start the playing games before August 1st. Brent, let's just say you go August 1st. Okay. You take it to October 15th. Right? Normally the season ends June, so you need three months off. So you'd really be giving them a short tra- short off season next year. I don't think you'd play 82 next year. I think you'd play 60. In my opinion, I would play 60 next year. Don't Gary, please don't do it where you start the fucking season on January 1st. Or if you're going to start the season on January 1st, don't, don't get used to that shit because I kind of need you on nights when there's no baseball. Um, yeah, that, that's one thing that, you know, you're going to miss because, you know, yeah. basketball. And, or even and, when and there is NFL, baseball on and NFL. there's no. Yeah. Um, like if it's the Mets on TV. Yeah. Um, so, George, what I mean, are you, you playing So, based what off the, the two 10. That, that's going to win. I don't think you should do two cities. I think you should do four. I think you should do four for the first two rounds. And then, like I said, if you're going to do this, if you're going to start August 1st, your first three rounds will be done right around September 1st. September 1st, we could live in a new world. If on September 1st, the TD Garden's allowed to be open so that the Bruins can play there and you can have 50% capacity. Um, Texas today said that professional sports can have 25% capacity. Um, so you got to reckon that by September they'll probably be at 50 or 75. Um, and by the way, Texas where is another Vegas place sitting? open. Where is Vegas sitting at? Vegas is opening Tuesday, is opening next Thursday. Because MGM logistically, so logistically, what I like, would do with, is with the, with the cities that they're talking about, because the cities are Chicago, Columbus, Dallas, Edmonton, Vegas, LA, Minneapolis, Pittsburgh, Toronto, Vancouver. That's who they announced. Mm-hmm. So here's what I would do. Because they don't want to give obvious advantages in this. They do not want to give, you know, as much as they – like, I don't think if you even went to Toronto, I don't think the Maple Leafs would be playing there. So I would pick I, – I don't like the list that they gave either. Um, I would – I'll, I'll throw out numbers here. I'll throw out the to you that I think they should be using. Newark. Vegas. Edmonton. Dallas. Tampa. Minnesota works for me. Pittsburgh works for me. Columbus, I'm iffy about. Edmonton, I'm okay with. Vancouver, I'm okay with. Um, but I would take Chicago out of there. Not a chance. And I would take L.A. out of there because they're not going to let you use those two anyway um, because they're libtards. 
I'd use Newark only because there's enough um, hotels around, and you have a plethora of indoor rinks to use as practice practice facilities. Um, I would do the Central in Vegas. I would do the Pacific in – oh, no, I'm sorry. How would I do this? I would have the East Coast West and the West Coast East. So I'm kind of on board with you on a couple of things. I, I like the idea of four cities. Um, yeah. Me personally, mm-hmm. of this list, I like Vegas and Dallas. You know, for if you want to go East teams there, I'm okay with that. Well, here's team, my only problem with Dallas. I, Dallas during hurricane season, I don't want anything to do with. So maybe that's why I don't want Tampa on that list either. Because I was going to say for the West teams, I would, I would strongly consider Miami and uh, Tampa. You know, but it's hurricane season, and I wouldn't want anything to do with that. Only because it's hurricane. Hurricane seasons are already started this year. We've already had two name storms. I'm trying to think of what makes sense logistically, and there's, no, there's, four cities, there's two. There's only on this list. There's only two cities in the east. Are close. Yeah. Yeah, it's only Pittsburgh and Toronto. In Columbus. Uh, that's <laughs> it's right simple. above Pittsburgh. Yeah. Well, so is Toronto then, because Toronto's right next to Detroit. Like, how is Detroit not on this list? And, and, and here's the other thing that, you know, the CDC says, you know, you want to be in warm climates, because that's where, you know, this disease isn't as potent, or the chances of catching it is a lot less because of the heat and the sun. Yeah. You know, I don't want to go to Minnesota. You know, I know summertime. I get it. But you want to be in a warm climate. So that's why I say Vegas for me is probably a no-brainer. Once again, you talk about infrastructure with hotels with Newark. You can't get better than Vegas. Um, No, because you are – literally, they did not open the Park MGM. They're not reopening that yet. The Park MGM is right across the street. So you could legitimately – and since – the MGM, like MGM, part owns the T-Mobile. They already have like the like they have all the capabilities there. They have the like workout facilities. You um, can have the all yeah. twenty-four teams in the MGM. Yeah, they can, can all get their own all floor. Twenty-four. Exactly. <laughs> Even but if you work went. In terms of... Well, no. Let's let's not forget this now. City National Arena has two rings. The Orleans Hotel has a rink, and the T-Mobile. New Orleans you is can, not far from Vegas. Yep. The, the Orleans is right down the block from the T-Mobile. It's on the same fucking street. Yep. Yeah. 
Because if you so like legitimately say- aren't in Vegas, like if you like, I have friends that live in Vegas, but they don't live like on the Strip. They live like in Vegas. Um, if you drive up like side streets to a game, you drive right past the fucking Orleans, and it's on the same goddamn block. Like I said, Vegas makes so much sense. Vegas makes you know, too so much, much sense. sense. That's the problem. Oh, Vegas is the but city. once again, Vegas is one of the two. Once again, you know, we talked about you know me kissing your ass early in the show, yeah. where Bet Batman and Fure, you know, daily. I think these guys oh, can no. work together. Next, I've already been told Vegas what? is one of the cities. All right, so that's Vegas one. is one of the towns. Yeah. So the second town, you want an East team, then your best gonna, team on the East on this. They want list. It to be Toronto. I, I I can live with Toronto. I can. What are you going to send the Bruins? Yo, now let me ask you: Are you going to send the Bruins out to Vegas? Are you going to send the whole entire East out to Vegas to do this? See, this is my problem with it. If you know, they don't want to put the Knights in Vegas because they know the fucking building. And why should they get to use their locker room? Is what fucking people... This is the same, like, group that didn't want Patrick Kane to have a three-game play, and they wanted them to play in five. They don't want Vegas to play at home. Because I'll tell you right now, Vegas plays a game at home, there'll be 25,000 people standing in front of the T-Mobile Arena watching that game on the fucking screen. I know it. They'll, they will shut down the street between the Park MGM, <laughs> the New York, New York, and the T-Mobile Arena. I fucking know it. And they'll have the game up at the, at, up at the um, Fremont Street on the fucking screens there. That place will go banana land if they're in there, in their home. Absolute banana land if Vegas is in this. And they're playing at the T-Mobile. Hell, they'll probably try to figure out a way to put the shit on thing onto the fucking Bellagio Fountains and play that the whole time. They can do it. I'm sure they can. <laughs> they can while I look at it. while I look at the and I always said the Bellagio Fountain because I have a really cool picture of it in my house and I'm looking at it right now. But okay, so eventually, because Vegas yeah. is a great team. Yeah. They can get to the finals. Where are you playing the finals? You know, it's not going to be in Toronto and you know, Vegas. Cause well, once again, once again you, want, you, of, you want to eliminate travel. Well, once again, if you can do travel right, these guys are they are traveling through um, private terminals anyway. Right? So, McCarran has a private terminal. Um. Which is funny because that's closer to the strip than the actual airport is. Um, so you could they look if they're traveling, you know, private if they're they're all traveling private. Once again, the, the the Stanley Cup final could be in will be in late September October. We don't know where the world that we don't know where the world's going to be then. Right. But my point is, listen. Vegas can theoretically get to the Stanley Cup Finals. And mm-hmm. if you're playing the majority, or you're not going to play the, the finals in two different cities because you can't have that travel. 
You can. You know. You can have the travel. No. Nah, no. Nah, I, I say keep it in one spot. You know, keep keep it. You know, like the NBA, keep it at one location. I know the NBA is at a neutral site. Um, That's the problem. Like the NBA is at a neutral site. But I'll tell you right now, I I I believe that the NBA's plan includes the Amway Center as well. So yeah, you know you can't you know you got to make use of what you have, and the Amway Center is a good facility. It's basketball ready, and once again, you know you got two you know good areas that you can play and easy to televise there because all the equipment's already set up in there for that. You really think about so it? You still, have three. You could really consider you have three facilities in 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 Orlando. Yes, including UCF. Which is the facilities already there, and what's the travel time? What twenty minutes on a bus? An hour. Half an hour. Yeah, yeah. And, and you would have police escorts, so exactly. you're not sending an I four traffic going up to you know downtown Orlando from Disney. Exactly. My favorite, like, like, like with the NBA, when they go to Disney, they already been told that don't ask for the Grand Floridian because you're not getting it because it's too far away from Wide World. They've already been telling these players, the teams, that they are going to shut down the vacation club type resorts, which like you know Saratoga Springs, Old Key West. Shit like that, like those um, that have the villas with the one, two, and three bedrooms so that, look, <laughs> here's a two-bedroom apartment you're sharing, but you're each getting your own fucking bedroom. You know, these guys aren't going to exactly. be living in, like, they're not saying the pop century, even though that was a thought last week, but there's just no suites there. And, you know, if you, if you really think about it, like, if you use the vacation cope spots, the great thing there is is that um, you know there's kitchens and shit and you know refrigerators and laundry and all that. Listen, like I said, I think the NBA has got it right with their setup, and you know their sport is conducive to that. You know what type of equipment are you lugging around? You know so. You know, it's easy in terms of equipment that you have. You know, you limit the team personnel. You know, you can easily get this in Orlando and not go crazy about it. You know, you got facilities there. You talked about three good ones. You know, it it works out. It's a perfect setup. And if you think about this, right, when it comes to, like, the setups, if you tell Nike – Hey, we're doing this at a Disney. Nike will get a ballroom at, like, let's say one of the hotels has a convention center. Like, let's say they use a contemporary, right? Because a contemporary has a um, convention center. So if you use that and you say to Nike, hey, look, you are going to put all your shit here. We're going to hit everything with UV lights. We're going to kill whatever the fuck's on it. Um, I'm shocked that Louie hasn't called in yet. It's kind of like his deal is a call into every fucking show. Um, 
really. He calls in like every fucking show. Um, again, five six three nine 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 three four eight eight is the number to call in. Um, yeah, you're gonna hit all this shit. Everything's gonna be approved by the league. Blah 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 blah. Let's not forget, this is the last year that Spalding's the official basketball of the NBA because next year it's Wilson, which I'm sure all mm-hmm. the players will bitch and moan about like they did the last time they changed the fucking basketball in the NBA. Um, yeah, because, like, you think about it, a team for a normal road trip probably brings how many pairs of shoes to a game for a guy? Yep. I mean, if you're going to play an entire tournament there, I can't get a pair of shoes from fucking finish line as it is. You think they're going to fucking... You're going to have, like, guys are going to need, like, the extra room just in the fucking, in the house just for their shoes. Such an amazing world we live in. Yeah, that I ordered a pair of shoes that still haven't been shipped yet, and they were supposed to be here three weeks, two days ago. Yeah, I know. Well, here, you're not as valuable as the NBA. NBA comes That's first. true. Yeah. It's fantastic. Which I'm shocked that it's a pair of shoes that should be in stock because they're not, like, brand new. Um, which means I will order everything else from Nike from now on. Um, I don't know. I, 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 it's, like, you got to figure, like, the NHL, whoever does it, it's going to look like a golf tournament. Like, if you've ever gone to a golf tournament, Every big name, every club company has a workshop, like a, a fucking truck there, just in case fucking Tiger snaps his three wood. You know, and he needs a new one for the next day. Okay, here. You know, we got somebody here to do it. Um, so that's what it's going to be. Like, all the, like, if in the NHL's case, CCM, Bauer, Oakley, whoever the fuck, Warrior, they're all going to have to send out. Boatloads of shit, tons of seamstress, like at least a seamstress or two, um, and just bring tons of crap. The NBA, you're legitimately going to have to pack, what, half a dozen uniforms per guy, per color? Yeah. So that's the point so, that I probably look at. Yeah, that support staff's going to have to have, you know, and that's the people we're not thinking about here. It's the support staff. Like, your equipment manager, like, I I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's on um, YouTube. It's uh, Kowiski, um, and they do one of their, like, series is um, tours of teams like locker rooms and equipment facilities and shit. And, like, you see what some of these teams have. It is fucking redonkulous. It's like, oh, here's this shoe in size 12, and there's, like, 100 boxes of it. <laughs> but you can't get your shoe. But I can't get my fucking shoe. It's so funny. Like, I ordered two pairs of shoes from Finish Line. I'm like, I ordered a pair on, like, Thursday and a pair on Saturday. pair on Thursday I've had for a week. I'm wearing them right now. This pair eh, still hasn't been shipped from Nike yet. And the guy told me yesterday that they were going to be shipped last night. Yeah. But Nike's backed up. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they are. No, they're backed up by like three days. I've ordered shit from Nike, dickhead. 
Because the Jordan low-cut socks are the best ones made. Fuck Bonobus or Bombus or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of the low-cut. Yeah, the Jordan ones are the shit. Like, the Jordan no-shows yeah. are fucking... They're so soft and comfortable. They're so worth thir- the 20 bucks a pair for the fucking pair. Three pairs. Are you uh, are you stro- stroking yourself right now? Thinking about... You know, I'm stroking my head, cuddly? actually. No, my head's, like, fucking itchy, so I'm scratching it because I fucking need a goddamn haircut. Um, <laughs> yeah, I shaved mine today, so we're good. Yeah, I've just been lazy lately. Um, <laughs> lately. It's more like for the last two months I've been fucking lazy. Um, 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 oh, uh, if we want to do rumors, I heard a juicy one today. The New Jersey Devils have contract uh, contacted former Vegas Golden Knights head coach Gerard Gallant um, for the vacant head coaching position in New Jersey. Interest on both sides seems to be mutual. I expect that to be announced soon. They have one more guy, but good he's qual- a fucking wild. What's that? You know, good, good quality coach. Yeah. Yeah. Tony will fucking go ape shit. Yeah, he'll he'll love it. You know, he'll he'll get so excited. You know, he'll start stroking his golden knight right now. Yeah, or or he'll become a Devils fan again. You know, because he changes his teams like his underwear. Does he wear underwear? Probably. I don't know. I don't know. Played hockey with he may be for a, years. Never. He may be a tidy whitey. Definitely a tidy whitey. Um, there is no news. If you've been following over the saga of will there or will not there be a date between Tony and Danny Lacator, um, supposedly right now it's off. Mainly oh, no. because my wife. Mainly because my wife warned Danny. She's like, you ever hear the fucking song Stan? Yeah, yep. Keep thinking it. Um, what else do we have? Oh, is it time to break into the Major League Baseball bullshit that is going on right fucking now? No. What do you want to hold that for? Well, we haven't heard from Connor yet. Oh, yeah, we should do that. Uh, this is the What's Brewing in Sports Radio Network. Brought to you by our good friends at, God damn it, I, you set it up perfectly for me and I didn't have a raise. Um, brought to you by our good friends at Proper, number 12. I want to give this to the world as, as a gift from myself and from Ireland. This is who I am. I am an Irishman. A true Irishman. Proper, proper Irish whiskey. Proper 12. It's in the name. Twelve is the district I come from. It's a small suburb in Dublin, Ireland called Crumlin. It's a place dear to my heart. With each bottle and with each case we sell, we are going to give back to the first responders. They are the people who enter the buildings when people are running out. And that's, that's heroic to me.
Alrighty, we're back. I feel juiced. I feel notorious at this moment. Thank you, Connor. I thought I had more. I thought I had like 30 more seconds, dude. That's the sad part. Where to begin with um, baseball? Where do we begin? Um, whew. You go, because I, I, I'm, I, I'm so over their bullshit that I don't even know what to say anymore. Okay, so basically I've been debating a lot of people recently. Um, you know, we had Scherzer come out yesterday um, saying, hey, man, you know, we're not going to devalue contracts with the whole sliding scale proposal that the MLB was proposing. And, oh, my God, could I not agree more, you know, with, with him? Uh, I have found myself now liking Scott Boris which I never thought I, I would do. Um, but for me, it, it's a clear – it's clear as day what should happen. First off, the players already agreed to do a you know, prorated you know, salary. Yes. They should be paid what they play. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. You know, oh, and here, here's paid. the other part that was not made public until recently about that. They – Agreed to a prorated schedule this pro prorated payroll schedule this year, but whatever money they lost this year, they would make up over the length of term of their contracts. So, the problem is, or that's part of like the new deal. The problem with that is, is. What happens to the guy who's on the last year of a deal, a one-year deal? This is where the players are saying, back up the fuck, hold the fuck up. Because the guys, like a Brett Gardner signed a one-year deal. Where the, like, and let's say he makes three million bucks. He signed for like 12. Where the fuck's, when is he going to get that other nine million? Or is he going to have to fight for that? I'm sure it would be somewhat, you know, structured the way Scherzer had his deal. And, you know, when Scherzer signed with uh, Washington, well, no. he signed for seven years. Yeah, but um, Scherzer's deal has deferred money in it. Deferred and, deal, and that's deferred get, money is that's different because to. you've signed for that, right? This is why, right, like, if you didn't catch the Bryce Harper on Starting Nine interview, which was two hours long, which was two hours of fucking gold if you get a chance to listen to it, which is why he didn't want to sign that kind of deal because he didn't want to begin paying until he's eighty fucking two. He's like, Who the fuck cares? Like, why do I want that money in fifty fucking years? I want it now so that I can do what I want with it. Um, deferred money is one thing. You you know you've signed up for that. Brick Arder didn't sign up for, you know, to have his money in three years. Well, see, I was going to go ahead and use. Garrett Cole has a quick example of what was going to be lost for Garrett Cole in this situation. Mm-hmm. Signed for 36 this year. Yeah. If you go off the, off the prorated, off a, I think it's a 82 or 100 game schedule, that prorates down to $19 million for the season. With the owner yeah. coming in at, at, 17, at $7.8 million for, the, for that $35 million range, in theory, you know, Garrett Cole misses out on $27 million this year. Yeah. That's not fair. That's not fair to somebody. And then when you look at that proportion of 
what he lost, and we'll, we'll, we won't include the, the prorated area. So we include well, the $11 million. Like, let's include the $11 million from the prorated to what the owners are offering. Yeah. You know, that percentage, you know, I think it's, it's asinine that anybody would agree to that. Now, I talked to you, I think, last week about it, where I'd be okay with if it's agreed to be deferred money. So when you look at Serge's contract, if you agree to the deferred money, you know, Brett Garner, I'm sorry, you know, you're going to get the three million. I mean, you're going to get that difference, whatever it comes out. Let's say it's $5 million, and we'll pay you an extra $2 million each year, even though, you know, it's separate from whatever contract you sign next year. I would be yeah. okay with that if it, if it's guaranteed that it's deferred money. But he, here's the thing that we talked about before. I don't trust the major league owners. Show me the books where the fans count for 40% of your gate of your profits or your base. They don't, they don't count that much. You make all your money in the TV deals, the data sales, all this stuff, and the, the lower teams with the revenue sharing, that's how they make their team, their money. Every team, with the exception of the Miami Marlins, which are just under a billion dollars, are valued at over one billion dollars, with the Yankees leading the way at five billion. So you can't tell me that, you know, you can't pay for the prorated salaries. You know, a contract is a contract, and, you know, a contract needs to be honored. Unless you, you know, then you're falling back into football land where they can cut you for whatever reason they want and only pay you a fraction of, of what you were scheduled to earn. And that's not fair for any person. You there? George? Hello? George? Cup of whiskey, you say? Well, this blend of fine golden grain and single malt comes from the oldest distillery in Ireland. Because we are not here to take part. We are here to take over. Proper number 12, Irish whiskey. You know, I did the same thing. I did the same fucking thing last week. And I you think you would learn? Yeah, I gotta stop trying to fucking move. All right, so let's try this. Um, 
Like a guy like Brett Gardner is retiring after the year. To me, he's got to sit there. Okay, so, you know what I mean? Like, all right, my career's over. When are you going to pay me? Well, once again, if it's deferred money and you're going to get, like the Bobby Bonilla thing. Bobby Bonilla is technically going to be one of the highest paid outfielders. Yeah. He hasn't played in how many years? But see, that that's the difference. Like, he signed up for that. Like, to me, if you sign up for deferred money, then... If you sign like if you if you sign up for deferred money, then that's what you know you're getting. If you don't sign up for deferred money, then what do you do? Did I really fuck this up again? Yeah, I think you may have. You just a royal fuck up tonight. All right, can you hear me now? I got a clicking uh, sign, uh, sound going on. Yeah, it's because I think my phone's too close to my computer or something. Just want to try to do like shit to make myself fucking easier. I fuck it up. Um, yeah, I'm almost getting rid of that, though. You know, I, I just think that's the point that they're at now. It's The, the owners want their cake and they want you to, and if they're going to go and push for this shit, and guess what? Then you really have to show your books, and you have to open your books. And they don't ever want to fucking do that. Well, they can't. No, yeah, if they open up the books and they show what, what the what the players are missing, oh, my God. Is it the strongest union in America? Second strongest. The yeah. The is a watchman. <laughs> <laughs> well, the strongest sports union, how's that? Okay, we'll go with that. So, yeah, there's no way you can – even with Tony Clark leading the union, there's Who's no way – there's no way you can you can let them look at your books. And I no. think that there no, is – you know, it, like you were talking about the hockey when, when they had the lockout. There's a number. They already know what it is. They're just mm-hmm. pushing to, to get more – to get more, see what could happen. There's going to be a date that they're going to go back and say, okay, listen, you know what? We'll give you what, what we talked about back in March. That's the deal. Take it or leave it. And the players are going to say, okay, we'll sign up for the pro-raised salaries and we'll go from there. Um, you there? Did you fuck it up again? Is there a fuck up of it? Euler? Euler? I want to give this to the world as, as a gift from myself and from Ireland. This is who I am. I am an Irishman. A true Irishman. Proper, proper Irish whiskey. Proper 12. It's in the name. is the district I come from. It's a small suburb in Dublin, Ireland called Crumlin. It's a place dear to my heart. 
With each bottle and with each case we sell, we are going to give back to the first responders. They are the people who enter the buildings when people are running out. And that's, that's heroic to me. You know, I should really start putting like a, um, a thing of, uh, like, we're sorry we have technical difficulties going on. But am, am I better now? Much better. All right. But here's the funny thing. So I've now learned that if I unplug my microphone, because it's got like a stand, right? If I unplug it from the stand, I have to completely exit out of the program to go back into the program to get it to work. should write that shit down and put it up on the wall or something. Well, or right. either that or stop letting the, the gremlins play in your, uh, in your room there. Well, that's, no, my problem is it's like I just want to, like, move and, like, because it's like one of the ones I just want to hold on to it, but it's a pain in the ass. Um... So where was it? Yeah. Guys on a one-year deal. So like a guy like Gardy who's on a one-year deal or a guy like D-Rob who's got like one year left on his deal. At some point, they're going to have to say to these guys like, hey, look, we're – you're going to get your money back next year. Like Harper, who's gonna wind up like let's just like what you, what's he again twenty seven a year, so in Harper's case he'd probably be down to like nine. Over the next eleven years of this deal, we will add a million dollars on, or a million five on, per year for the length of the contract. Okay, but I, I don't want to hear about deferred money. That's horseshit. So and, and again, it'll be this Batman. Okay. And, and by the way, if you're a major league, a professional sports owner who can't afford this right now, you shouldn't be a professional sports owner because you, I, then what the fuck are you doing with your money? Exactly. So it'll be this. So we have a guy and, and what percentage of major league baseball players are in their last year? I couldn't tell you. 5%? Let's see. 20. How, how much? You know, how many union members are going to be affected by the one-year deal? Um, if it's under 25%, you know what? Here's 116. What 116 players. Yep. Owners, if you want what you want, pay these guys their full salary prorated this year. You know, if Gardner's the only one that's a free agent for the Yankees this year, do you think they care about paying him this full $8 million prorated contract? As opposed to the three million, and then have to stagger it out. No, give them the eight million dollars, and let's move on. If that's if that's what we're looking at, and it's only 160 members, then you know that's an easy sell right there. Where you know, let's not affect those type of players. You know, we're going to move on from them. You know, well, you got Strowman from the Mets. You got Gartner on a one-year deal. Yeah, it, it's not it's not rocket science. You know, if that's if that's what's going to clog up everything. And no. Um, uh, let me tell you, I'm looking at it right now. And it, it, I, I actually was just, like, scrolling through this, so I don't see, like, I know, like, there's one guy who already has an extension signed, so they don't have it. Um, 
how many guys have player options, how many guys have club options. Like Giancarlo Stan has a, a player option next year from the Yankees. But you, you have 300 – Which he's not going to because he'd be stupid to. Next year, no. in 2021, as of right now, according to Spotrack.com, Are you ready for this? 358 <laughs> players are free agents next year. And how many... Do I have to say it again? Players, it's 358 players as of right now are free agents next year. So that would be 31, is it 31 or 32 teams? 30. 30. 30. So roughly 800 major league spots, not to mention 40 man rosters. So you yeah, the 40 oh, and man I'm sure that, and, and, and I didn't go through every name on that list. Like I know JT Riomuto has already signed an extension with the Phillies. He's on that list, so I'm sure they're like really like keeping up with it. So make it 357. But that's half the fucking league. Well, not not really, because you have to include the 40-man roster. So the 40-man roster, so, 30 teams, no, yeah, but, the, the yeah, but those guys players. Are, 40-man rosters are one are one-year deals. Most of those guys at the bottom of it are minor league deals. They're one year. So 800 and 300. By the way, next year, Aaron right. Judge is up for arbitration. He's on that list. Gary Sanchez is up for arbitration. He's on that list. You have a lot they of guys. Be on that list. Yeah. yeah, so. They, 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 right. So it's probably more like 200 people, a little bit less. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about a quarter of the league. So if a quarter of the league is what the issue is here, on legitimate one-year deals, the majority of those one-year deals are – are not $36 million like Garrett Cole no, or Justin no, Berlin. No, 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 no. Exactly. So you, you, you pay them the difference. Yeah, like, like I, I'm like, you know, I hear you. Let's, let's move on from this. I'll, I'll grant everybody with a one year. We're not going to include them in this. Let's move on. Yeah, but, that, that, but, but the in. PA is not going to go for that. Why not? They're, they're, you know, they're, they're guys are getting fully paid. Yeah, because <laughs> – but then you got guys like Aaron Judge, who's on a. What, I, I think Judge makes like seven hundred thousand. No, I, I think it's like eight million. This is what do you extend? Oh. No. No, hold on. Oh, he's making eight point five million. Oh, because it yeah. was an arbitration deal. All right, because he was he was our so he's arbitration one. So next year he's arbitration two. He's not making eight point five million next year. Here, let, let's just. But listen, uh, honestly, anything that anything that devalues a contract, yeah, that, yeah. there's going to be no way in hell. That the players are going to sign up for that. Any type of revenue sharing, any type of revenue sharing where that puts them in a salary cap, 
the luxury tax is basically a salary cap as is. And the shitty thing about the about this is they pay teams and, the, and, and with the uh, with uh, the revenue sharing, and those teams that are getting paid for that. They're not investing that into the teams, and they're not bringing up their low salaries up to a respectable level. So mm-hmm. why would you, you know, why would you continue that? You know, I if I'm if I'm the players, I'm screaming. I'm not giving anything back. First off, anything that even remotely you know considers devaluing a contract, I'm not going to do it. Garrett Cole signed up for thirty-six million this year. Yep. To expect him to go from thirty-six to seven or eight million. Yep. It's no way in hell that that can happen. That's too much of a drop. That's over sixty. Well, it's actually what seventy percent of his salary. It, yeah. There's no way that that can happen. Um, Hey, let's there's look at no this. way. Uh, um, you have guys. Let's see. Gleyber Torres is six seventy five. He hasn't gotten paid yet. Yep. Um, Urshela is making two point four, and I don't know how the fuck that happened. Sanchez makes five million. I still think he's over fucking paid. I love Gary Sanchez, man. He stinks. He's horrible. He's the worst no. catching the Yankees have ever had. Actually, no, he gives he gives Posada a close second for a shitty catching. No, no, he's no, no. fucking terrible, and he's a fucking cancer. But look, Garrett Cole and Giancarlo Stanton are fourteen percent and ten percent of the Yankee payroll. Ugh. <sighs> I mean, Guardy's got a buyout next year, which you know, which would hurt them next year. But that really doesn't matter. Tanaka's still pre-arbitration. I don't understand how the fuck that happens. Judge's arbitration one. He'll be arbitration two next year. Sanchez's arbitration one. He'll be arbitration two next year. Tommy Canley, if they're going to keep him, he's about to get fucking paid because he's arbitration three. Um, yeah, well, what's Canley making now? Six million. Canley. Canley's like two point something, two point six. Yeah. So he's uh, really A-Rod's three. still he's getting been... paid. But I think this should be the last year of that. Uh, I don't know. I don't care either. Uh, I still think this is Texas arbitration stuff. I still think that's that's Texas arbitration shit. Or maybe it is the last year. Yeah. A-Rod made $455 million. Good God bless for him, fucking man. him. Yeah, yep. man, listen, if you can cheat and make all that money. Nothing wrong with cheating. It's it's almost an incentive. You know, it's almost you're a dumbass if you don't cheat and you don't push yourself. Hey, in the words of uh, Ric Flair, <laughs> when it all costs, lose it, you must, but always, always cheat. Um, right, but but like, like I still think that there's. If I'm the players now, I strike now. So you know what? Fuck you. We're going to strike. Yeah, I know uh, the CBA ends at the end of next year. But yeah, strike now. I, I know. I know. Strike you and I now. Ex- about it. I'd get rather, an extension on it. Yeah, if you can do it right now, 
get it done right now because if this is where the owners are are trying to push, then there's oh, no the way. Oh, the owners are pushing for a strike. You have I, I, there's 15 owners right now that are pushing for a lockout next year because hmm. they know that they have the baseball media, which I said before. Them and the fucking Canadian hockey media are the same thing as fucking CNN and MSNBC and fucking whoever the fuck else when it comes to a fucking the other side's president. It's just that their problem is it's fucking all the time. None of them will call out man fraud. None of them will call out the owners. At some point, I don't care. Like, And this is the thing. Like, And I know you've done it and I've done it with people. Like I read, you know... Comments that Max Scherzer was getting on Twitter And people don't understand You just don't give up This money Because the owners Want you to do that So they can save some money If they don't have to pay If they don't have to pay Garrett Cole 36 million this year And they can only pay him 8 they already have that money allocated. Right? Their budget for this year is already set because of last year. That money's already allocated. They keep it in a bank. Let's say conservatively, they take $26 million of that and put it in a, a one-year CD. They're going to gain 3% interest on it. The problem is is that all these teams, none of them paid for the fucking stadiums themselves when they all had the money, and they all yoed huge nuts to the fucking states that they bought it from and municipal bonds, and they don't want to take out of their general payroll and their general everything to pay that shit. That's the problem, and that's the problem that nobody will say. They're, they stand to lose like $7 billion from not playing from merchandise and from Local TV and local radio. They only make like $2.7 billion off of, you know, the national shit. All the money's off local. Yep. And the sad part is they make all that, and they own the fucking, most of the teams own the fucking networks or own a part of the network. The Red Sox own Nesson. The Yankees own Yes. The Phillies are co-owners of uh, NBC Philadelphia. The Dodgers are part owners of AT&T Sportsnet. Hello? Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, the best, my best and why. Yeah. You're fucking still doing it, even with what happened. Are you trying to move? No, my wife. Oh, you did uh, it. No, we got our um, rent renewal. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Instead of keeping it status quo, they raised it because they said they could last year. No, you technically can't, especially in this oh. fucking climate. Well, they're going to. So, yeah. But, you know, not leave it the to the Yeah. Well, I have to say something about that. Um,. I, I think the the biggest part of the whole thing is is um, just like this, just like right now, like 
rents are going up for people, and we're not supposed to like, oh, we feel bad for millionaires. Like, I'm so glad that somebody else isn't on this show right now because they'd have to hear about it, not to remind them that, you know, there are guys who may have played 14 years in the league and didn't make that kind of money. <laughs> it worked their yeah, ass off every day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which, by the way, if you know anybody that owns a house in Cape Cod that needs a their house washed, go to ProWashCapeCod.com for the ability to have your house washed by a really good guy who uh, does a t- tremendous job. Check out the testimonials on his website. Look at that. Great plug. Thank you, sir. But, yeah, you know, listen, you know, the whole thing comes down to you know, you said it best. You know, once you have that, you cannot give that up. You know, you, you know, to to have your contract devalued, you know, is it's a non-starter. Yeah, and, no and here's the other thing: is Lon Trost taking a fucking deal? Like, is he taking a pay cut? No. <laughs> so why should the players? The Scott Boris said it perfectly today. You are the product. You are the good in service. They're also they're also the good assuming all the medical risks. Yeah. You know, which you again think Which again think I don't think the owner, medical risk to those guys is as we're high. Oh agreed. You know, like Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell. Is an idiot. Help. They're good. You know, pro athletes, they don't have the underlying conditions that they're talking about that this disease really affects. Yes. So if they get it, they'll get it, but it will not be a life-threatening ventilator situation. So, yeah. But they're the ones that. assuming the risk. You know, they're the ones... And once again, this is the idiocy of Major League Baseball plan by having it in their own home ballparks. So if player A gets it, guess what? He's going home. He's bringing it to his yeah. family. And guess what? If they don't catch it, they bring it to grandma and grandpa. Because in a and, lot of places, the, and that's the reason why the leagues are going to the Hotel California thing. Baseball wants – look, I, I actually had this idea yesterday. Are you like this is why the spring training sites doesn't make a whole worth of shit for me? Um, can you imagine playing baseball in Arizona in 120 fucking degree heat at two o'clock in the afternoon? Or Texas at two uh, o'clock in the afternoon? Or oh, I don't know, the humidity in Florida in June, in July and August? Where oh, where you get rain? But, you know, that, once again, it's like I'd rather play in that yeah. than to have the potential to bring it home. You know, the last thing I want to do, if I'm a professional athlete, first off, I got to make money. Because I don't care what any normal person like you and I making, you know, shit less than anybody in this world, anybody who is anybody knows that, hey, you know what, I already have this money 
you know, I'm already living at a certain lifestyle. So if I cannot go to work, I cannot afford said lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I can't even afford a fraction of said lifestyle. So I got to go to work. So, honey, if I got to go to work and I got to be away for three or four months, that's what we have to do as a family to get by, yeah. to do what we need to do. It's just, you know, a, a lot of people in this world, and maybe you my situation, we're forced to do things because if we don't do it, we're not going to make the money to come home and pay for stuff. So in that in that form, and also realize a lot of these athletes making multi-millions of dollars, they aren't spending all that money on themselves. A lot of them are, you know, have that money going to charities. So those charities aren't going to be getting, you know, aren't going to be getting the benefits going forward that they normally would get. So St. Jude's maybe loses X amount of percentage. You yeah. know, and all these other great charities lose money. So these guys, they're not just working and getting money and putting stuff in their pocket and running to the bank. A lot of these guys have obligations. And they need to work. And that's what I'm saying. Like, if you were to present them with a logical, like I said, you know, NBA did it, I think, perfectly. You know, they have the capacity to do it perfectly. Remember, with all these other sports, you got the equipment alone. You know, cleats, bats, balls. Well, you know, they're bringing all this stuff from city to city. Basketball, you just you know, the main thing is the sneakers, like you were saying. Yeah. You know, sneakers and uniforms. What else you got? Balls? Okay. Yeah, and, and, and really, the game ball was literally under control of the league. Right. And, and what do they go through per game? I think they have an allotment of maybe 10. Per what, game, game balls? That they use, yeah. No, there's one game ball. My, I, uh, right, yeah. They, there's yeah, one game so, ball. And then maybe you have, what, 15, 20 for warm-ups? Yeah, probably. You know, it, yeah, listen, man, you know, the logistics are easier for the NBA. You know, you laid out a great thing in terms of, hey, you get the convention center, that's your setup. You know, yeah. Nike, Adidas, you guys Under set up Armor, shop in there. New Balance, yeah. whoever the fuck, yeah. Or you go look at, like, a place that has – or, like, all right, so look, let's look at uh, – oh, no, actually, it doesn't even have to do a convention center. I'm just looking at, like, a picture of um, Wide World. You guys get this, like, this is Nike's building. This is Under Armour's building. This is New Balance's building. This is Adidas's building. Here you go. Nike, of course, gets the biggest one because they're the official um, uniform. Sponsor, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, once again, it's so, you know, that's a sport that's, Design and uh, they're not going to go full thirty teams. Yeah, you know, for, for what I heard, it's um, twenty or something. 16, 16 and they're going to have four teams. You know, vie for the last two spots. 
yeah. something crazy like that. So, yeah, you're looking at maybe 20 teams. So there's teams not playing in this. You're not going to have the Knicks. You know, God, you know, thank God for that. Uh, but you're not going to have these bottom dweller teams. Yeah. So it, it, you're not, you don't have to move heaven and, and hell to get every single team over there. Just like with the, with the NHL, you're taking a fraction of your team. The majority. See, here's the problem, though, with the NHL. There is so much more equipment that has to get moved. That's exactly. And, and that was my point. And, you know, NHL is a lot like baseball because, you know, they have a lot of equipment that has to get transported from city to city. But once again, the NHL is doing it better because they're looking at centralizing, you know, multiple sites. Baseball needs to do the same thing. Pick a region, figure it out. What is the best location to centralize eight teams? Centralize six teams here. If you want to do a little bit of travel between the two teams, go right ahead. Yeah. But not a a constant every series travel. You can't have that. Yeah. it's almost funny, like, you don't even know how you would do this at this point with baseball because, I mean, I guess you could. Like, I'm shocked that, oh, there's a place in Central Florida I'm thinking about that has a base, a professional baseball stadium that used to host a team in spring training. Why not shoot for Disney there, too? They're one of your biggest sponsors if you're baseball. You're one of your biggest no, you, partners. You bring, you bring up a good point as well in terms of you don't want to put it in a spot where, you know, it's almost like you have to make sure that you're playing in. And this is the thing that sucks about baseball because baseball is such don't. a beautiful sport because it's played in elements. But you yeah. almost have to guarantee that you're playing in a dome every day. Yeah. You know, and that's where you're going to lose some of the, the charm of the game. But once again, to get the season in, I'm willing to do anything. I'm not because I hate baseball. But... <laughs> and I hate the owner, so this is why I, I, I would... Um, I, I just think they're all fucking jerkles. You know, it's like... Hey. <laughs> They're so shit. They're so shitheads. It starts at the fucking top with the Yankees. They're wow! So no, 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 no. Relax. Not shitheads. We're not the Red Sox. They're not shitheads. They're just you know. They wicked suck. They don't wicked suck. They're wicked awesome. They wicked suck. Yeah. I'd rather. I tell you. I'd rather be a Red Sox fan where they actually keep the fucking old ballpark than be a Yankee fan where they have to whore themselves out the fucking Citibank. And Chase and Erica and all low, the other fucking... Low blow. Low blow. But it's low true. Blow. I miss the old stadium. There, there was Everybody nothing does. like the old stadium. The only yeah. people that don't miss the old stadium are the fucking... The ones that never are, been. Are, are the Steinbrenner kids. 
Because they got to erect a fucking giant blowjob monument to their father in the new stadium. Well, that's how they, they keep the inheritance. You know, he was alive for that. He probably had Not the one in Monument Park well. he wasn't for. No, but the big that thing's a fucking him, yeah. eyesore. Like the, it could be the, worse. The fucking, yeah, it could be. You could actually be a Steinbrenner kid. Well, I wish I was. I wouldn't be in uh, half the monetary problems I'm in now. Yeah, well, that's true. But listen, yeah, but the, the, you... family, uh, the family honestly is, is a great family. Uh, you know, we were able to, you know, know Hank a little bit uh, through a friend of mine. Uh, he sponsored uh, his his baseball team, his travel baseball team in uh, the Bronx. You know, oh, Hank's great guys. Um, oh, he's you know what the, the sad gra- part was. The, the, the he's gra- not the idiot. The, grandkids the other were one great. is. Oh, Hank's well, great. Hal is Hal is a moron. Hal's very straight arrow. You know? Hal never wanted to be in the baseball business, but he probably like found out like he was giving it to Swin- um, Swindell uh, Jennifer's fucking husband, and was like and were stomping his fucking feet and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, until he was like, got a, he got into a. Hey, look, it's uh, nine thirty-five, and Louis called in. Louis, how the fuck are you? All right, Louis, George. what's up, bud? All right, so yeah, I can take the last about, thirty-five minutes off. Yeah, talking about Steinbrenner. Yeah. Fuck him. Well, yeah, I know. And the kids. Hey, no, like yeah. I said, I, I can't, <laughs> I can't say anything bad about that family. No, I can. I, I will. <laughs> Because you know what? They're uh, they're destroying their father's legacy. That's true. Because if, that, if old man Steinbrenner was alive, ain't nobody that works for the Yankees that would be sitting there fucking crying poverty right now. And he would have paid every fucking beer vendor, every fucking ticket taker. Yeah, he would have taken care of them. They're just like, oh, we don't have to do this. Fuck that. <laughs> you think you don't. Well, Andros is still making money saying stupid shit. Hey, man, at least Derek Jeter gave up his uh, pay. Oh, yeah, it's killing him. He he gets $5 million a year in pension from Major League Baseball. I feel fucking terrible. Oh, don't don't forget, uh, he's making a lot of that money back with uh, his new tenant down in the Jeter mansion area. Yeah. Hey, speaking of, we didn't talk about the match today and the fact that Phil Phil wants to keep doing it and uh, wants to do it next year with MJ and Steph Curry. Um, I got a better idea. How about we not have Phil part of it? Let's have like Brooks Kepka in that. Let's have like somebody with Brady having part of it. What's that? Or how about I mean have Brady uh, part of it? What, What what was wrong with Brady? Yeah, look, he may be good as a, as a full player, but as a golfer, I don't think he's got it. But, Louie, no. I'm sorry. The, yeah, I'm sorry, Louie. You didn't like his ass the way it, it was showing through uh, his rip? <laughs> never, I never did anyway. Bad look for Under Armour, too, on that. <laughs> yes, it is. Terrible look but, for Under Armour. Hold but, on, Louie. Let, let's on. look at it this way. If Tom he, Brady... He took Rizal's pants. Yeah, he must have. Um, no, he took Jordan Speed's. Uh, if Tom Brady was, I don't know, practicing for this, like he, you know, would if he wasn't playing like Payton was, right? Tom Brady has played like the Pebble Beach Pro-Am before and has done pretty well. 
Like he's a he's he's almost a scratch golfer. Just had a bad day. Mm. It sure was bad weather. And, and look, he didn't have fucking package? Tiger Woods lining his putts up like Peyton did. But Peyton Manning and stole the show in that thing. Yeah, he was amazing. I did not realize he was that funny. He was absolutely amazing. He, you know, on TikTok, they they have all the clips of his, of his uh, of all the shit that he was saying. Like, you know, what you didn't bring Gronk as your caddy? He was gonna bring yeah. Eli and Nick Foles, the only two people to beat him in uh, the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lou, you're a Jets fan, aren't you? Yes, I am. How does it feel to be a strong. tortured soul, brother? Like you have the half of it. And now that we got, and now that we got, you know, oh boy, do I have to say his name? Yeah, because I don't know who the fuck you're talking about. Well, we got a new addition to um, the Jets this year, Mims? and you know, he's a dinosaur. He's he's not as good as he used to be. He was so never good. I think we're in trouble. Oh, you know, I'm sorry. Flacco. Oh, I'm sorry. Here's the problem. Uh, the New York region they got Flacco? is. Uh, yeah, they got Flacco, Flacco. on Sunday. Um, Flacco's still not ready to play yet, so he, nope. he's still hurt. Um, but New York is uh, contractually obligated to the NFL to have one elite quarterback. And now that Eli's he gone, they have be. to have an elite quarterback. He was never elite. Oh. Who was never <laughs> elite? Not even during the Super Bowl? Joe Flacco was never elite. He had a he had a hell of a Super Bowl run. He had an amazing yeah. he had an Eli like run. He Dude, he got helped he out made. by the fact that fucking um who was it? Fucking torpedoed himself. Oh, no Gronk and um uh, Steven Ridley got torpedoed in the head. Yeah. Dude, and he the Broncos. That's because the Broncos suck. Yeah, that was true. Yeah. He hasn't been good in years. Tim Tebow made a great throw against the Steelers. That didn't make him a fucking elite quarterback. That was still the best quarterback at the DT. Oh, you know, he's still the be- he's still the last great Jet quarterback, so that's not that's the sad part of the whole thing. Ooh. Face it, when Tim Tebow's the last good quarterback you had, yeah, you know why you haven't made the playoffs in ten years. Yeah. And your owner is an idiot. Back Sanchez, unless he's too old. Are you going to put that defense around Sanchez? Hmm. Yeah. Well, he's probably be too old by now anyway. He's too old. He's what? Thirty-eight? No, he's thirty-two. Mark Sanchez. Thirty-three. Yeah. Hmm. Only thirty-three. Thirty-two, thirty-three. Wow. Hell of a mustache. Great looking mustache on that guy right now. He's no guard. Put him under a fucking. I don't know. I I put up the the mustache he was sporting yesterday on Pat McAfee up against Minshew's. You put that guy under a sombrero, you're fucking starting to say Yo quiero Taco Bell. Minshew has a beard now. Fuck Minshew. It it looks really weird. Minshew is going to be out of a job next year. Well, the only reason why they went with him is that Nick Foles because they want Trevor Lawrence. I don't know why. They don't believe it. You, know, you can't believe in Gardner Matthew. 
I can't yeah, believe I don't believe in Trevor Lawrence. No. But I wouldn't put my money on Minshew either. Who's that? What? I wouldn't put my money on him either on, on Garner Minshew. No. He's, but he at least brought excitement to them last year. Mm. Yes. And then everybody quit on them because, you know, the millennials yeah. can't deal with Coughlin. What were you saying, uh, Angel? You know who his brother is, right? Who? The guy from uh, Blossom. The kid, Joey Lawrence. Who, Tre- wow. Trevor? Wow. Trevor Lawrence, is- his brother is Joey Lawrence. No way. The kid from Blossom. You got to Whoa. Kid. There's no, no way. Look it, look it up. Did you, like... I just blown your mind. Did you, like, legitimately just, like, Google fucking Wikipedia and change it? Uh-huh. The answer is no. Hmm. His brother may be Joey Lawrence, but it's not that Joey Lawrence. It okay. is Joey Lawrence. It's it is not. Him. It is the kid Can't be. from Blossom. It is. It's not. Joey Lawrence is 40 years old. I think Barstool would have had that by now. It's Chase Lawrence. I, I think I did get it from from uh, Barstool. Yeah, it's Chase Lawrence. It's simple. I, I read the the one. Speaking of Barstool, did you follow that call her daddy situation last week? No. Uh, never mind. I'm not talking about. It. It's interesting. It shows like how the media world works. All right, Louis. So, what else you got for us? All right. Look, are we gonna have a baseball season or not? Because you know, I'm hearing no. a lot of conflicting reports. What are you going for us so you could say this on your show? Well, I'm gonna bring it up on my show as well. Oh. No, I, I don't say think yeah. you're gonna have a baseball season. Yeah, I, didn't I think say so. yeah. I say no. Hmm, different opinion here. Okay. Well, if you were here for the last hour, we've been talking about it for the last 45 minutes. I see. You know, I mean, we were so sure of ourselves that it was going to happen, and it would have been probably. Whoa, 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 whoa. Who was so sure of themselves? I've been saying for weeks you're not going to get any of these sports to come back. Well, a lot of fans and, you know, a lot of uh, media were saying that, you know, baseball would be back this season, but now they're on the brink of of extinction, well, as far as this season is concerned. I think baseball is on the brink of extinction, period. Ooh. No, I, I don't. I definitely don't think I, that. I, I fully believe if they lose this year, and Rob Manfred is no longer the commissioner of baseball. Well, thank God. If anything, if anything happens to this year, Rob Manfred's out. He should be. But I don't think they're playing this year. Hmm. I'm so sure a few weeks ago. I think they Who was sure However, two weeks ago? I wasn't. I've I've held steadfast that I don't think they're playing. As soon as the Blake uh, Snell thing came out, I said there's no chance uh, yeah. that the Players Association goes for anything that comes out where it's they're not showing the books and they're lose and they're giving up more money than they already agreed to. 
And this was the problem with the players' union agreeing to this shit back in March. Because nobody in March knew. Everybody assumed it'd be two weeks. By April 1st, we'd be fine. Right. Remember that? Yes. And here we are. It's almost June 1st. And I still can't get my tattoo finished. But George, uh-huh. like I told you before, like I told you before, there's a number that the owners are willing to go to. <laughs> I believe that number was already discussed. I think it was the, the prorated uh, for how many games you played. They're just trying to push for more. They're trying to see how it is. They have a well, date I, that they ha- I think they have a date in mind where we're going to keep pushing until this time. If it if there's no movement, then we go back to the original offer. I okay, mean, that's so that's where let, they stand. So let's think of this. Let, let's 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 think of this logically now. Yes. What do you think the date is? If you're looking for July 4th start time, you're probably looking at yesterday. What's today? Yesterday. May 15th was your date for July 4th. Hmm. May 15th was your day for July 4th. Because you need seven, oh, you need at least window. six, eight weeks. Well, that's up the window. Because, yep. So now you're looking at August 1st. August 1st, forget it. Because you need at least six weeks. Yeah. And they're nowhere near a deal, so I am very confident with saying by June fifteenth they won't have a comp- they won't have anything. And June fifteenth would make it September first. Or it'd make it like August fifteenth. Because let's not forget, if you say June fifteenth, you gotta give guys at least a week or two weeks to get back into the country. So that's June twenty ninth. Mm-hmm. Then there's the two week quarantines. So now you're at July 13th. Yeah. At this point, you're going to have to go through a full spring training again. No, you don't have to do a full. Oh, you do. Because these guys have been shut down for three months. Yes. At that point, they'll be shut down for four months. I don't care how many workout videos from his fucking garage Bryce Harper does. He still has yet to hit a baseball. It's a nice garage. It's a beautiful garage. Especially when he wears his, you know, uniform in there to say hello to the fanatic. So that's July. That's 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 July 15th. You're going to have to go through three or four weeks of spring training. Lo and behold, it's August 15th. What are you going to play, doubleheaders every late. day? No, you can't do doubleheaders. Yeah. Not every day, but yeah. you can do at least two a week. How many games do you think they'd be able to play? The Union wants 100. A 
and expanded playoffs to be played until January at that point. Yeah, baseball's dead. What a shame. No, it's not. Baseball did this to themselves. You know, still, I mean, the national pastime, you know, we're trying it's to get the national pastime anymore. escape and, you but, know. But it's not the national pastime anymore. It's just like the Dallas Cowboys aren't America's team anymore. Just because you have the trademark doesn't make it true. The Rangers aren't the the Flyers aren't the Broad Street Bullies anymore. Thank God. Mm-hmm. The range the, the fucking Garden barely has blue seats. <laughs> and even those are corporate now. Yeah, but still, I mean, you know. Baseball is what you know people look forward to, and now it's nobody looks forward to baseball anymore. That that it's such uh, a misnomer. It's such so? a baseball fan thing to say. It's like, no, it's not. Base. Nobody looks forward to baseball anymore unless they're a baseball fan. Listen, I totally missed watching it on Memorial Day. One, you know, get the early game, having a couple dogs, a couple of brews. I absolutely have missed it. That. But once again, that's a baseball fan saying that. I was completely okay with having a NASCAR race. Because I think NASCAR is a more American sport than baseball. Hmm. And, and that's how we get back sooner. What's that? Well, because NASCAR has now done a few races uh, since they've been back. So you think that's you think that's why? Because they have more. Because they have uh, a lot more fans no, now. Because I think NASC- I'd rather sit at home on a Sunday and watch. I'd rather do something on a Sunday and have NASCAR on, whether it's on the radio or television. Okay. And honestly, NASCAR's really, more. What's the, what, what, what's the thing that that's more appealing about NASCAR? Is the corporate sponsors. You know, they they room, want room, those room. races to go on because mm-hmm. you know they yep. that they're paying. Absorbing uh, money to have their name on a car. If you have, if you have their name on a car without fans, that's more important. Is getting them out racing, not Hell, fans. That's why the i racing thing went over so well with NASCAR. Mm. Because, except for two guys who acted like complete and total fucking morons, right? In, in um. Oh, what the fuck is his name? Kyle Larson and Bubba Watson. And Bubba Watson. Right. And Bubba Watson's was just because he didn't know and he just shut it off. And, like, William was like, fuck him. Right? But, <laughs> like, you look at Kyle Larson. I mean, that guy lost his ride because he wasn't thinking. But if you really yes. think about it. NASCAR came back because NASCAR should have never had to stop. Yeah, they're one of the easiest uh, sports to control this with. Yeah, probably. And speaking yeah, even of NASCAR, the crews are big. Yeah, no, they, they, there's five guys overall. Uh, speaking of NASCAR, Alex Bowman is your leader. Twenty-nine laps into stage two. 84 laps into the race on FS1 and the PRN 
check your local listings for that. Uh, because I only care about one driver, Martin Truex Jr., in 18th place. Oh, of course. Because why? He's from New Jersey. Right. So am I. The Bears. The Bears. Um, uh, Sean Avery now has a podcast where he talks, he gives uh, fashion and dating advice. Fucking puke. Yeah. Little fucking homo that he is. Yeah, queer. Yep. I for the straight guy. Great shot. Uh, tomorrow night, the Dropkick Murphys are rocking out Fenway Park online. Are you watching? No. Springsteen's joining. That's why New Jersey gives a shit for some reason. Right. Uh, let's see. Oh. Just to touch back on that Gallant thing and the Connor McDavid and the um, Jack Eichel thing, I want you both to envision a time where Martin Brodeur is about to retire from the Devils. Lou Lamorello pisses off Marty Brodeur at the draft where Marty got his say up on a video game and makes the trade essentially Bo Horvat for Corey Schneider, that ginger-headed fuck which sent the Devils down to hockey mediocrity. Never bad enough to get a high pick until the last few years, but never good enough to make the playoffs. They lost out on Eichel, McDavid, and Austin Matthews because they didn't suck enough. If the Devils never get Corey Schneider, they absolutely they play out Marty's last year, the next couple of years, they suck. They get a chance at one of those two. Are the Devils in a better position? Now? Absolutely. And why? Because their old owner fucked them because of Ilya Kovalchuk. Uh. Five minutes left. What did we miss? Not all at once. Oh, Saquon Barkley is working with the running backs of Penn State in the spring. <laughs> uh, unless a certain state run by a guy who has really no fucking uh, taste, um, I would almost venture to guess that college football is consult next year. So we have to wait a year for Greg Shannon's return to the banks of the old Raritan. So you have to be comfortable this year either? Nope. Hmm. Because if you're not going to have kids on campus, you can't have college right, football. Because the NCAA still says that they're college student human athletes. Well, that makes sense. No, it doesn't. Yeah. No, it doesn't. They're not college student human athletes. But it is also the time, it is also the only time in this country where the left gives a shit about the 1%. Because all those kids on every Division One program go and play college football, or play in the NFL. Yeah. 
There's a hundred and twenty higher, but I guess not. There's a hundred and twenty schools in Division One college football, with ninety kids a team, but every one of those kids goes to the NFL. Okay. Yeah. Shut right. up, They're getting free educations. <laughs> They're not even getting education. No, because they're too stupid to actually take advantage of it. No, the top like the top one percent doesn't need to worry about it. They're gonna fucking piss their money away buying fucking Maseratis and fucking Bugattis and you know play Blue Ray and fucking you know start shooting up the place. But DeAndre Baker and his, um, I was home playing uh. Madden. At the time uh-huh. of the shooting. Holy shit, Pauls, are you a retard? Uh-huh. Like, if uh, I was. His, if, I was playing Madden with him. Uh huh. Sure. Yeah. You uh-huh. him. I was playing Madden with him, too. I was playing against him, actually. Yeah. I, I, I treated him like every other offense. I threw three touchdowns on him. <laughs> DeAndre Faker? Yeah. Um, DeAndre, yeah. the touchdown maker, the throw against. Yeah, what about Quentin, dumbass? That's a good one too. Yeah, I played him next. Um, NFL is probably the only sport that's going to go off without a hitch, because you've had high-ranking owners say so, and the fact that I think one of the high-ranking owners that said something really wants to see Roger Goodell have to watch a game in his man cave with Dave Portnoy. (laughs) (laughs) If there was a God, that has to be fucking videotaped live on pay-per-view for all of us to watch. Could you I would absolutely pay. I would pay whatever Barstool put up it for. Put it up for. To watch Roger Goodell open the door after Dave Portnoy hits his fucking doorbell and starts ringing it and ringing it and ringing it and ringing it. Could you imagine the fucking greatness Uh, that will be? No, I can't. Portnoy v. Goodell. He'll probably go in there with a fucking suit made of the Goodell clown fucking face. I can I can imagine that with every pink part in my in my body. Oh, the, oh, the love. Oh my God. And I think he should do it for like Giants Bucks, so that Portnoy gets to watch fucking the pe- watch Brady. <laughs> Or like a Patriot Monday night game. Uh. And too bad McAfee's not doing it because you can almost get like McAfee to sit there and like start giving shit, like start shooting one-liners at Portnoy. Like it's a cold night here in Foxborough. I hope their balls aren't deflated and just hear Portnoy losing shit. Oh, they might be. Which, by the way, DeQuell Jackson has settled all of it. He did not tell on the Patriots. It was some fucking, like, equipment staff who may or may not have had a pin and stuck it into the football when it got on their sideline. Uh, 
Why? Because Ryan Grigson's a cock. Oh, <laughs> Anything else? No complaints on that one. Ryan Grigson is a cock. That's he wanted to cut. Yeah. Well, he wanted to cut McAfee oh, yeah. because McAfee tweeted out a picture that almost showed um, Andrew Luck's Andrew Luck's dong. <laughs> where, where did he get his uh, social media lessons from? D'Angelo Russell. I, I think he was oh, taking a picture of Vinatieri and didn't realize, and like just at the exact moment, <laughs> Andrew Luck like walked yeah. out, and McAfee never even noticed it because he was so far in the background. amazing that like teams even allow guys to post social media pictures in the in the locker rooms well I guess it's a little bit stricter now after AB yeah after his idiocy oh he's just an idiot dude well, that you know, guy <coughs> that guy is the perfect case for on checking him. to see I'm telling you that guy should be like the study to see if you can actually find the, the gene that causes CTE while somebody's alive, because you know that motherfucker's got it. Yes. I guess Burfitt hit him a little harder than uh, he let on. Perfect fucking sent. Dude, that guy still thinks it's next week. <laughs> it's probably not in the next week. Him and fucking Bernard Pollard are the two, two dirtiest fucks who have ever played in the like, Bernard Pollard was just a cheap shot artist at the knees. Perfect is just a fucking disgusting human being. Well, nobody's perfect. <laughs> Two points for Louis. Thanks. You know it's going somewhere with that, though. Come on. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Toilet humor. Only on yes. what's ruined, what's ruined. Yeah. Um, it's a long flush. Yeah, that's I could have stopped it. Like, that's it. Yeah, I could have stopped it like 15 seconds ago, but I'm not doing it. Um, anything else? Is there anything left? I think we did it all. That three-hour shit kind of hurts. Kind of takes up a lot of the time. Oh, wait. Let's see. Um, what is the new Vegas minor league teams? Uh, what's their fucking team name now? You know, while you're looking that up, Louie, does Antonio Brown get re- get signed back into the NFL? <laughs> Not a chance of that. If you do, if they do, they're crazy. Antonio Clown. Ugh. But a lot of the guys are clamoring it. for him. Russell Wilson's calling for him. Drew Brees yeah, is calling know, for know. him. Yeah, Russell Wilson's clamoring for him until Sierra tells him, "Shut the fuck up." No. Mm. <laughs> Leave his little fro alone. He has to have the worst hair of any quarterback in the NFL. Currently, bro. He. Him on the fucking yes. thing the other night was terrible. On the fuck, him on the fucking the match was like 
It's cool that he donated, like, what, a shit ton of meals? But, like, who cares? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, honestly, like, you know, after he crashed out of uh, New England, I didn't think he'd be back in the league. But exactly. hearing these quarterbacks call, I mean, they're calling for him. They want him. Brady wants him in, in uh, Tampa. Brady's wife. Yeah. There's a hot little number. Who Tom stole her, and Tom stole her pants on uh, Sunday. And did you really just say his wife? She's good looking. Yes, I did. You can get it. So you can get it. I don't know, man. I mean, I wouldn't like throw her out of bed, but I don't know. She can absolutely get it. Um, is she super? She's overrated. I think that's where I'll agree with you a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I think Kate. You know, Kate Upton's a lot hotter. I think. No, skanky. Skank. I'll take that. I'll, I'll take her any day. Absolute skank. Maitland Ward. God bless her. Uh, yeah, I think she's overrated, but yeah, she's still fine. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't kick her out of bed, but I still wouldn't like put her like in the upper echelon. I'd take Danica Patrick over. Yeah, uh, I like Danica, but not that, not as much as you know Giselle. Yeah. Early Giselle, yeah. Married to Tom. No, no, no really. Woman arrested in Florida after filming herself stuffing a full chicken inside her vaginal cavity in a public store. God bless her. Why is that a problem? God bless Florida. I'm moving there. No corona? And, and chickens and, and girls' co- cooches? I'm in. <laughs> <sighs> I guess when DeSantis said open up the state, she uh, took it a little differently. Hello? I'm still here. No, I was just... Oh. No, I was reading. Hey, Alex Bowman won stage two. Um, I hate when these teams do like these fucking long fucking reveals. Yeah. And it's like they're like, oh, we're streaming it here, and like you can't fucking find it. I think it's the fucking Henderson Silver Squires, but I'm not sure. Hmm. Silver Squires. Yeah. I think that's been it. By the way, you want to talk about what? Like, you really think about, like, the Vegas Golden Knights in this way? That building that they're building in Henderson, which is, like, I don't know, 20 minutes outside of Vegas, seats 8,000. They sold, like, 16,000 season ticket holder deposits. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. <laughs> That's fucking hysterical. So they took the flurry dive and save against Toronto and um, put it over Odell Beckham's catch against the Cowboys. That's fucking great. Um, all right, so this isn't going to be for a while. Uh, anything else? Anything else? Anything else? Nope, I'm good. I'm good. All right. Next week, we will be back. Bye, right, everybody. All right, buddy. Take care, folks. Take care, Lou. Thank you. Thank you.